Hey, what's going on, people? Welcome to another week. This is the Live Life Aggressive show, and you got Sincere Hogan. That's me over here, and got Mike Mall on the other side, chilling in the crotch area of the devil's like tidy whities right now because it is hot in both of our areas. Right, we were just talking about this before we started the call. It's kind of ridiculous because now Mike is starting to get a taste of what I go through over here in Texas because there's actually humidity now in Vegas. As if they needed that over there, man. Like, well, are, hey, man, just because you, just because I'm in the just because I'm at the Rhino right now doesn't mean that I'm in the, <laughs> the crotch area of Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> to my to my, it's hot crotch. Yeah, Rhino. It all makes sense now, man. It makes a lot of sense. I'm <laughs> either at the Rhino on, or, or, or I'm I'm either at the Rhino or I'm at a fish market. I can't tell which one right now. <laughs> oh here. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I was listening to this album by Powerflow this morning. It's awesome. It's basically a super group with Billy from Biohazard and Send Dog from Cypress Hill. So it's, right. it sounds just like Biohazard and Cypress Hill merged together. If, for, so it for those like of you the that are early fans, 90s. Well, yeah, it, it sounds really good and current, too. But it, it reminds me of that Biohazard song, How It Is, which is the first real rap rock rap metal song that came right. out in the mid early 90s. And, and it was Send Dog from Cypress Hill with Biohazard. So Power Flow is similar to that. It's definitely more rock, less metal, but it's fucking awesome anyways where I'm going. And they're opening up for POD this Friday in Vegas at the Brooklyn Bulls. I'm definitely going to that. And I'm going to get an interview in with Billy on how he stays in shape on the road. One Are of these new side projects I'm doing. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> not, not, only, not only am I going to record it, I'm going to have a cameraman with a, <laughs> with a camera taking care of that. So I can just focus on the interview. Yeah, one of my side oh. projects is interviewing guys in band, men and women in bands that are fitness oriented. So I talked to Doyle yeah. last month. Unfortunately, didn't get that recorded, but I'll, I'll hook up with him again at some point. And then it's going to be Billy from Biohazard this Friday. I'm meeting up with a young band, Code Orange, really cool kids. Next month, they're playing at the Hard Rock in Vegas. And then I'm looking at meeting up with the lead singer of a deathcore band called uh, Slaughter to Prevail, which is a Russian lead singer who's super into working out. The guy's jacked. He's got a really cool YouTube channel. So anyway, this is just one of my fun side projects where instead of getting these people on the podcast, I figured I would meet up with these people in person, film it for my YouTube channel, and then maybe we can release the audio as a bonus to our subscribers as well. But anyway, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to talk to some of these people because a lot of the like meeting up with Doyle, for example, ties into some of the things we're going to talk to Sean about in a second. So we have Sean Phillips back on the show. Sean is a real pioneer in fitness. I've known about this guy since my early stages of even getting into working out because he was so prolific in Muscle Media Magazine with his brother, Bill Phillips. He was instrumental with EAS. All around great guy, loaded with excellent, excellent fitness information. So definitely follow him on Twitter and check out his website. Sean, welcome. Great to have you back. Hey, Mike, it's great to be here. Sincere, always great to connect with you guys. Thanks for asking me on the show. I was needing to talk to somebody today. <laughs> that's, we're like talking so much. True, that's the life of a true entrepreneur right there where you just pretty much you're this, this right now, this show right now, this is kind of like Mike and I getting out and actually communicating with the world. <laughs> it's I know. Like that one. Otherwise, know. you're sitting there, you're working on your business, man, and you're, you know, when you do get out for like for Mike and myself, we do get out, we're walking our dogs or whatever else. If you run into people, cool. If not, cooler. <laughs> you know, but other than that, <laughs> this is kind of like my, my wife laughs because 
by the time she comes home on Tuesday evenings or whatever, I'm just spent. I'm like, yeah, I've been talking to Mike for about four hours. I said, but you know what? That's going to last me for about another week. I don't have to, I don't have to pull anymore for the rest of the week now because what's going to match the conversation that he and I have, you know, as far as other people out in the world. So it's very rare that I can actually talk to people where they're, we were talking about that earlier where you're looking at them like, wow, did you just say that? And then you start questioning yeah, yeah. like your associate. You, you question your association with these people. Like, why? Yeah. Why do? Why are we friends again? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. are we friends again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of talking to people and and, uh, and historical things, I have to share. I just went over to the gym because these days I train at a real gym instead of at my basement, which I used to do, which mm-hmm. really added to my isolation. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I, I hear go you. The, I know. I go in the gym today, and there's a guy in there wearing a body of work T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> was he, like, was he, he must have been I'm over like, 55 I, then huh <laughs> oh yeah 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 and i said dude i don't even have that shirt that's cool <laughs> that's funny shit. and then we got to talking and he's like he's like well sorry for chewing your ear off and i said it's okay man i just needed somebody to talk to i haven't talked to anybody in a week <laughs> <laughs> it's funny but the, yeah, we, 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 were, talk- we were talking so much before we started recording and you know it's going to be a good episode when all three of us are talking over each other because we all have so much to say <laughs> it's like someone shut up two people are trying to talk it's like all three of us are just talking it's like i'm just going to keep talking i don't care if i'm talking over you i'm just going to keep going <laughs> yeah and that's the curse of all, that's the curse of being in three different locations at the same time as well because we can't really look at each right. other and feed off of each other physically and right. see like okay he's, he's talking let me shut the hell up right now you know that's the thing so yeah. you always hear these people like man i just wish these guys wouldn't talk over each other well bitch we're not in the same studio with each other like oh, you know, blah 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 yeah. like so-and-so's podcast I'm like yeah that some bitch has got his own studio he can do that <laughs> it's a little different yeah. here yeah the other shows the, inter- the, the, the interviewer and other shows is so fucking boring of course he's not talking he doesn't have anything to say <laughs> you know with our shows we all we all have plenty of things to say we're all interesting people so we all have a lot to say and anyway, our show is always more conversational style anyway. If you just want some exactly. flat-out interview, you can go anywhere and get that. What Amen. we try to this create is, is the three of us hanging out. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 exactly. The, uh, um, before I lose it, because I'm trying to hold it in my limited brain capacity, Mike, uh, yeah, man. On, your, on your band, your band uh, or rock star fitness guys, yeah. um, look, up, look up Kenny Aronoff. You know Kenny? Yeah, he's is he from Sons of Anarchy? Um, he's been with all. everybody. He's he's the he's been like the drummer of the decade for for you know rock magazine stuff for years. He's, 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 not, a, he's a, not an actor, not an actor as well though, just a musician. No, no, just a musician. But he's a he travel. Yeah, I mean, he actually started with John Mellencamp and travels with everybody now. He plays Kennedy oh, cool. Center honors and stuff. But he's early sixties. Awesome. He's a friend of mine, and he is about. I mean, he's about 63, looks like he's 45, and it's fit, ripped, wow. man. He looks like Crazy. the long-lost brother Mike Gillette, man. Like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude, though, He and he loves talking about his, you know, about fitness because it really matters to him, you know? Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Yeah, I just start following oh, him. Let's talk, let's talk about what you, we were getting into before we started yeah. recording. You were talking about genetics. And how a lot of times people make the mistake of looking at genetically gifted people and then trying to model their success, not taking their own genetics into play. So it's not so much that you want to use your genetics as a cop out, but you have to have some reality parameters as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's the point is I'm always talking to people about, 
how do you make the best you, not the best you being Phil Heath, right? Right, right. You know, you know and I mean, we, we are all different shapes, sizes with different strengths. And that, you know, we have to be careful that we don't make ourselves bad or inferior or start, you know, doing this, you know, I've got to be somebody else to be okay. And then we just feed into the disease and weakness. It's like, I, you know, if I'm working with a middle-aged guy or something, you know, to get, you know, get in shape, it's always like, you know, don't, don't give yourself some goal where, you know, you're going to tolerate yourself or like yourself when you get to some vision of shape, start from a place of, of, of strength, which says, okay, I am where I am and this is great. And now I'm going to change and make it better, but I'm going to make myself better, not a better somebody else. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I was definitely inspired by you when you were doing a lot of physique stuff with Muscle Media because anyone who remembers you back in those early issues, you're shredded. I mean, you, uh, you're you super yeah. ripped. I never had the illusion, though, that I'm going to look just like you, but I used it yeah. as inspiration, like, wow, I mean, that guy has really pushed the limits. So it just get, it gives you more motivation to want to step up your game. So I think I think it's good to be inspired and motivated by yeah. others. Like when I, when I see someone deadlift 600 pounds, which is one of my goals, that inspires me rather than I feel like I have to model what they're doing exactly. I just like seeing right. other people that are successful, whatever the realm is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think from that standpoint, you're talking about, you know, using using anything like that as a positive motivation versus a negative motivation, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, instead of beating myself up to make myself try to be better, I'm giving myself, you know, positive role models to look forward right and and i think the other thing going back to my physique you know it's funny i was having a conversation with some guys over dinner this weekend they were chatting about it you know the 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 heydays of the late 90s right and you know you know i was still like realistic in a way that i wasn't wasn't 240 and you know 192 pounds right yeah yeah i i always called my physique a tropical illusion (laughs) (laughs) i think you embody i think you embodied what a lot of men want to look like they don't want to be too big which you weren't they want to have a a a strong like a greek god physique where you look healthy because you embodied health as well you didn't have that dried out look where you looked unhealthy you never looked miserable on your face you never looked like your face was all sunken in or anything like that was like okay this dude he starved himself to get down to that body five percentage and dude's like i like to eat too much for that shit man you know i'm not yeah i know i know so yeah (laughs) very very strong as well you were you were bench pressing a lot you're very strong as well so you had a good all around exactly well yeah yeah, but I thank you. And I, I also worked from the standpoint of a lot of things, you know, you guys relate to is, you know, I, you know, started in really a powerlifting model, right? So I had a powerlifting right. background and always respected what it meant to, to build strength, to build the foundational strength, right? I mean, I right. think that, you know, one of the conversations I had at the gym today, we were ta- I was talking with this old guy wearing the body work shirt, right? We were just talking about the, the virtue of iron, right? I mean, there's all kinds yeah. of things you can do with, with, you know, you know, you know, Carla, my girlfriend teaches boot camp. Like I call it CrossFit without the stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that should be that should be the name oh, of the business. That's a, that's CrossFit, a shirt right there. CrossFit, buddy. and then in parentheses, without the stupid, the stupid. <laughs> yeah. on, on the on the on the billboard on the actual Great billboard. tagline. Uh, CrossFit without the stupid. The uh, um, but you know, and that's awesome. I mean, I've learned to become to respect that kind of high intensity interval training. 
you know, I, I'm not great with kettlebells, but I think they're freaking cool, right? I get it. I think all these things are great feats of strength and things, but there's something pure, honest, and real about having a relationship with iron that's going to last you a lifetime, man. No doubt. No doubt. You know, and that's my, that's my thing. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's my thing about CrossFit where, because I was raised in, in the, in the world of iron where I might've had a training partner or two at times, but you know, 70% of my training has been me by myself. Right. And if you can't animate yourself and you have to be animated externally, you right. know, that's not right or wrong, but it certainly is not as sustainable. Well, I used to say, you know, I say it to my clients all the time back when I was training and I used to have all of my, my group classes. You know, I always have people calling me. It's like, you know, I just, you know, I, I just, I have to train in that group environment. I was like, well, yeah. you know, here's the deal. I said, you, you, I said, let's take it back to life. You, unless you had a twin and even then you didn't like come together here. And I said, but you came into this <laughs> world by yourself and nine yeah. times out of ten, you're probably going to leave it by yourself. So you need to learn how to function on your own. And I said, now I yeah. get it. You want to come, I, I get the camaraderie and things like that. Like I'm, I'm right there, but it's not something that I depend on in order to function throughout the day. It's one of those yeah. things. It's one of those wants it's, that instead of a need. It's like every now and then I like to hang out with my buddies and get a cigar or whatever else. But guess what? There's a lot of times I can sit on my balcony and drink my and drink my own scotch and smoke my own cigar by myself, yeah. and I'm okay with yeah. that. I have no problem being around me. I said so. I said get in the I said don't get in the habit of feeling like you need people to be around to train because if people are not available, then you're gonna think that you can't train that day and you're gonna get behind the you're gonna get so far behind that you're gonna like what happened here? Well, first yeah. of all, you start depending on this external thing to take care of this internal thing. And instead yeah. of trying to just mesh the two together and realize that the internal thing came first anyway, that's the one that's most yeah. important because no one knows your goals better than you. So don't look to other people to motivate you. Only you know what your motivations are. Let them inspire you. And, you know, and yeah, and there's yeah. a little thing about competition because we're human beings. That's how we made it this far in evolution. You know, it took a little competition. Hell, even when we were a single cell amoeba, you know, we still had, yeah. even that was a little bit of a competition where it had to split itself. So I get that. <laughs> but, you know, but don't get dependent on I got to be around people in order to train and hit my goals and have people cheering me on. And, and you know, and, you know, they, they push me. I'm like, if you can't push yourself, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're yeah, in well, it's kind of like it's kind of like this. It's, it's kind of like, look, man, I can only have sex with my wife if we're in a threesome. It's got to be another woman. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But one thing about that, someone's not getting their needs met equally. And so eventually that becomes yeah. a problem. I don't care who you are. <laughs> even, with something, even if you're the dude and it's your fantasy, eventually it's going to get on your nerves. You're like, damn, I can't keep up with these two women. <laughs> it's like, and then yeah, you eventually yeah. get left out. And then you realize it was a bad idea. Because now she's like, yeah, I don't need to be talking about personal, from ex- personal experience here in case. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking because, you, know, you can, because you can, you can tell, I heard you can tell like how. How how immediately he went into all of that. He's like, let me tell you about this. <laughs> hey man, I heard from a friend. Okay. <laughs> no, but like going back to what you said about training, I'm kind of the opposite. Where I actually prefer to train alone. I've had people come over to the house yeah. and we work out, and that's okay. But it's more hanging out than it is working out, right? right? You're talking, you're hanging out, which is okay. Yeah. But if I want to get a real workout in, if I'm going for a PR or I'm going for an intense workout, I don't want any distractions. I don't even like people talking to me in between sets. Right. I put my yeah. headphones on. Like oh, I was about to do a heavy deadlift the other day, and someone's like, "Hey, I got a question." I was like, "Not right now, not right now." Yeah. I just come up. I go, "Not right now." I go, "Let me do this first, and I'll be happy to answer your question." But I don't want right. to talk to you right now because if I screw up on this lift, I'm not going to know if it's because of me or because I talked to your dumbass, exactly. you know, before yeah. before I went for it. You're going to throw off my whole workout here. 
And like well, you said, Sean, I mean, it's, it's a very spiritual thing. You know, it's, 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 it's a yeah. very spiritual thing. So when right. you start having these interruptions, you have this disconnect. And, you know, like I said, people don't really think about that. But think about that. Your relationship with the iron, like I said, is a very spiritual thing. And I know most yeah. people can't. Can't fathom that. I'm like, well, dude, this is something that you're doing for your body. This one, that the one right. temple that you do have control over right there. So yeah, it is spiritual. So it's just kind of like, you know, if you are of the, of the religious nature, you know, you're doing a prayer and all of a sudden somebody's like, Hey man, what you doing? You praying? With my eyes closed, my head's down and I got my hands together. What does it look like I'm doing? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you just nailed it sincere with the, uh, with the spiritual. I mean, that's how I've seen it for 20, 20 years of my adult life. I've seen that, that, that is my Zen. That's my practice. Right. That's my, that's my access to the consciousness, to the, to the flow state. Right. And if you can't, yeah. you know, like that's one of the things, you know, we talked a little bit off air about Tim Ferriss, God bless Tim Ferriss. And he's been very successful and awesome and stuff, but you know, he and some of these guys that get into this flow state research and the genome project and some of these things, well, they've got this idea that for you to get into a flow state, you have to create a sort of soleil-like environment and all these things. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. What if the flow state's actually just here, and you can just be right. here, right? Yep. You know, you don't have to go you do seek something. It. it doesn't have to be so intense. You do a heavy yeah. deadlift, you're going to be in a flow state because you have to concentrate on what you're right. doing while yeah. you're in the middle of that rep. You're not thinking about your mortgage or what's what's what to get at the grocery store are your business prongs because you can't. It forces you to be in the moment when you're doing something intense. It zeroes your focus right in. Also, I look at training as a a friend that's been with me yeah. since I started yeah. working out. Like Every time I work out, it, it feels very comfortable because you feel like you're reconnecting with a good friend you yeah. haven't seen in a while, especially sometimes where, like I had this issue with my left elbow where I, I just had stem cell injections put in by Dr. Julio Garcia to get some of the pain gone. It was bone on, yeah. near bone on bone arthritis in my left elbow, which is a lot better now from the stem cells. But anyway, there were a lot of exercises for a long time I couldn't do that I can, that I yeah. just started doing again, such as barbell bent over rows. And I can tell you, man, I don't, I never, I didn't realize how much I missed doing that exercise yeah. until I could start doing it again. The way it makes you feel, the way it makes your back blow up, the, the power that comes with it. And it really felt as if I were reconnecting with a friend I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, that's awesome, and that's that's very well stated, and I totally relate to that. And it's funny because I've got a shoulder, a left shoulder, which I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy, right? And you know, it, it, you know, and you, you just, you know, I'm 52 years old. I have to work with it, right? I'm working with it. Yeah, it just is what it is, right? right? And that's and, another good um, point, right, that you bring up, man. This is like most people look at, they'll look, again, that's why you can't just go by what you look at. We were, I know we want to talk about like genetics and all that, but when people look, they wouldn't sit there and look at Mike and think like, oh, he's got this elbow problem going on. I mean, he's look, look like he's lifting pretty heavy to me. Look, look looks pretty good to yeah. me. And people look at Sean and thinking like, okay, I don't think this dude has a shoulder problem. They can see me snatching the kettlebell for 10 straight minutes, not realizing that my right shoulder is, was garbage for years while I was competing yeah. in the kettlebell sport. You know, but I didn't, right. like, you said I worked with it. I found a way to work with it, and make it work for me. But people look at us and think like, "Oh man, you make it look so easy and so effortless." And like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you didn't, you didn't actually have a microphone ch like connected to my shoulder while I was doing those snatches. And if you could hear yeah. the sounds, you'd be like, "Ooh, okay, I don't want to do that." <laughs> okay, that sounds well, really yeah. gross. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, no, and that's the that's that, that brings you back to the flow state, right? Because for you to work right. with these limitations. You have to get yourself into that, really get into the zone, right? And then you get into that yeah. flow. Um, I mean, what 
Oh, gosh, I just lost the, the point, darn it. Oh, never mind. Jeez. There you go. No, it's all right. Lost Let's take a second. Yeah, well, I mean, no, it's I like another not... another another analogy is like erectile dysfunction. You know, you haven't had a boner for a long time, and then you finally get it back. You're like, man, you know, I haven't like I haven't connected with this friend for a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to take him out and put him take him everywhere now. It's like <laughs> I'm going to take him everywhere. Well, I mean, connecting with a friend is what I was thinking because you know what I miss is I I miss bench pressing, right? Right, right. You know, because I can't do a straight ass bench press anymore. I have to Smith machine it, right? Yeah. And you know, and I mean that's what, what, what about uh, what about what about floor presses, Sean? Because I'm in a similar situation where I don't trust myself bench pressing because with yeah. my left elbow the yeah. arm doesn't fixate, it doesn't lock out properly. Yeah, so I just don't want to. I don't want to be in a situation where I just can't fixate the weights and it's wobbly and all that. But when I do floor presses, especially lying on the floor in a squat rack where I have the safety bars and I'm just pressing off the pins. I'm not too worried about fixating the lockout because if I if I can't lock it out and I have to lower it quickly, no big thing. I just lower it right to the pins. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't I have not done that, but I you know I find I find a way to work through it, and I can do some you know the a Smith machine, the right kind of Smith machine. Some of them are shit, some uh-huh. of them are great. The right kind mm-hmm. of Smith machine loads loads it loads my chest properly and allows me to stay in a groove where I can really focus on the chest muscles themselves, right? Right, right. Got it. You don't have to worry about the shoulder stabilization or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I do a lot of things with the shoulder that, you know, I mean, I work with it. You know, I don't look like I have a great imbalance. And, you know, it, it sounds right. like hell because I make a lot of noises. It sounds, you know, I scream a lot or moan a lot or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, you may you may want to try stem cells in there because these these mesenchymal stem cells they work really well. I mean, my elbow is not a hundred percent. It's not it's not as if it's back to where it was before all of this, but it's dramatically improved. And the main thing is that I'm just not in constant pain anymore. Before it was just this nagging pain that was constant, sometimes mild, sometimes fairly severe, but it was always constant. Now it's not really there. Even if I push it hard, it gets a little bit inflamed. But overall on a day-to-day basis, just walking around. It's not something that I'm thinking about all the time anymore. Well, that's good. That's good. And I know stem cell does a lot of great stuff. And it reminds me of when you talk about constant pain, you know, it brings us back to the subject we talked about before, Air, you know, which is the estrogen nation, right? And, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll tell you, nothing will cause your joints more pain than to cross the, the gamut of midlife 40 and let your testosterone go in the tank, man, because, man, you talk yeah. about living in pain. Jeez. Yeah. We're talking about losing yeah. an old friend. <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, estrogen I mean, dominance know. is estrogen dominance is so prolific. Like I was telling you guys, I was at the pool over the weekend and I saw a lot of Hooters, but I didn't see any women. <laughs> I, <laughs> let that let that sit in for a second, guys. It'll you'll get it. Just a lot of guys are listening, going, "I don't get it." Then they look down at their own Hooters. Oh, like, ah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, you know, we know it's, you know, it's a, it's a very serious problem. And it's like, I mean, whenever I'm working with a guy or, you know, anybody past the age of 35, my first thing is know your numbers, right? Get your numbers. Right. Right. If you don't, if you don't know where you're at. Most people don't know their numbers. And then even if they do know their number, they don't really know. They don't know what those numbers mean. Why it's there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's a, you want, when you get a, when you get blood work done, you want to get a health 
profile, not just test your testosterone. You want to test your yeah. hormones as well as all the other biomarkers of health. An important yep. one that very few people ever get is highly sensitive cardiac reactive protein. You know, this is the most important yep. test for your heart health, inflammation levels in your body. And I was really happy with my results. I had one done last week. And you want to be below 0.5, both men and women. The lower you are below 0.5, the better. You definitely don't want to be over one. And a lot of people are way over one. They're in the double, you're in double digits. I mean, you're setting yourself yeah. up for a heart attack. It's just a question of when, not if. But if, if 0.5 and below, you know, there's no guarantees in life, but you're stacking the deck in your favor of having really good cardiovascular health. And my number was 0.2. And I equate that to right. being on a plant-based diet for a long time. I take my supplement, Restorezyme, systemic enzymes drive down. They don't drive down inflammation the way fish oil does. Fish oil basically drives down inflammation by suppressing your immune system, which is not something you want unless you have an overactive immune system, which very few people do. But systemic enzymes basically lower the reason, lessen the need rather for an inflammatory response. So it's going through your body and healing things so that you don't have to have an aggressive inflammation response. People often forget that inflammation is a response to damage. That's why you have an inflammatory. It's not a side effect of damage. It's a response to damage. It's trying to go in there yeah. and heal, and that's the inflammatory side effect. Well, that's well stated. And I, it's funny. You remind me because I have not been using enzymes for a while, and I've, I did a lot of enzyme therapy for years and years, and it really helped with my joint inflammation and work. But yeah. I do I'll think send you, I'll send saying, you a bunch of bottles. Man. I'll send you a bunch of bottles, Sean. You'll love Restore. I'd love to, I'd love to get back on it. And, you know, I always yeah, I'll think get your address I, and send you some. Cool. When I think about enzymes, I always say to people, I said, think about the enzymes hitting your blood, and they, you know, it's like they just munch up the inflammation, right? Just get it right. out of your that's, system, that, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly now, what's right. amazing you know, to me, though, with it. what's amazing to me is how many medical practitioners are so unaware of the benefits of enzymes. So anytime yeah. I go to get my checkups or whatever, and they ask, like, what supplements are you using? And I tell them about Restorezyme, and I break it down to them. And they're like, oh, really? I didn't think about that. I'm like, dude, what did you? <laughs> why did you go into debt going to medical school <laughs> you know, for in the first place? It's like, dude, I got this for free. Okay, I didn't even have to sit there and go $1,000 in debt just to even get this information. You know, so they start yeah. thinking like, oh, well, you know, I need to start looking into that because, you know, even I have this problem with my own, you know, own joints, you know, acting up and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, aren't you the doctor? Shouldn't you know what to do already? You <laughs> yeah, know, and they're all asking so they, questions. You're paying they, them. Well, they do. And they start asking me that. Even the ones who are like diehard, you know, you know, you know, all about, you know, paleo or meat eaters and whatever. I was like, yeah. I started, I really started seeing that my joints really stopped sucking as far as, you know, whatever else. And all my yeah. recovery even got better once I switched full on and not just became a vegetarian, but went full on with a plant based diet and cut all animal products out and really started like upping my enzymes up on a daily basis. Well, I mean, really started- paleo, uh, I've looked at a lot of people's blood work, right? And I, I looked at yeah. a guy's blood work recently who's a hardcore paleo guy. He's not, not a famous paleo guy, just a practitioner or just a yeah. follower, rather. His blood work was horrible, man. It was everything that paleo professes to actually help with. And he had terrible lab work. His glucose was high. And this is a, a low-carbohydrate diet, and this guy's glucose was high because people don't yeah. under, understand carbohydrate metabolism. They think if you lower right. carbs yeah. and eat a lot of fat, you're going to have better insulin resensitivity, which is not the case. And this guy was proof of that. His glucose was high, even though he's on a low-carbohydrate diet. His triglycerides were super high. PSA, prostate stress, extremely high. I mean, it, he yeah. just needed an overhaul. And what's funny is I didn't, even ha- I didn't even know he was on a paleo diet until I looked at his lab work. I didn't even have to ask him. 
what what he's yeah. eating. I knew exactly what was going on just looking at the lab work. I'm like, look, man, here's what you're doing, and here's what you need to stop doing, and here's what you need to start doing. He, he was like, I didn't even tell you anything. I was like, you didn't have to tell me anything. Your blood blood work doesn't lie. That's the thing about blood yeah, work. Right. Blood yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel great. Uh, I'm sure my testosterone's high. It's like, do you have blood work to back it up? Nope. Then you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then you may yeah. get it, and it's it's really low. Like, oh, I don't get it. And it may be low on the scale, but it may be optimal for you. So it's not as it's yeah. not as simple as if right, not, exactly. a lot of people say like optimal well. optimal they go optimal total testosterone is 800 or more not for everybody yeah some people need more yeah. than 800 some people are fine exactly. with way less than 800 so it's not as right. yeah 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 very very true and i i always just kind of say you know you you know your 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 t number is just a baseline to give you general information of where to work from and then you got to know everything around right it, right that's you right. know, when you're talking, you need to know estrogen, you need to know progesterone, yeah. DHEA, the whole gamut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole thing, man. You need to know your, you know, your sex um, binding, binding globulin hormone. Yeah, sex or, hormone yeah. binding globulin, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you got to know all that stuff. The, uh, you were talking about paleo, which brings up another topic that uh, it's one of my favorites these days. How do you like this whole keto movement? Yeah, the ketogenic is. I would say I would say going on for way too long. Well, I would say it's problematic, but the, it's not really problematic because nobody can stick with it long enough. Yeah, you right. know, for yeah. it to be an epidemic, which is why <laughs> right. it keeps recycling. It's it's exactly. Atkins, and it, it keeps coming back in different shapes and with forms. different names. Exactly. It's A lot of people feel great on it because of what they're cutting out more than what they're yeah, taking exactly. in. Exactly. It's because an it does make you cut out a lot of shit. Well, it makes you cut out a lot of sugar and other crappy foods and so forth. So a lot of people that are eating really shitty are going to find they feel a lot better when they cut out a lot of these things. I just believe balance, man. I believe you need protein, you need carbohydrates, yeah. you need fat. And that the balance is going to be in the, customized to you. So some people yeah, are going to do great with more be, fat in their diet. Some people are going to do better. At that time. Yeah, so it's also, yeah, exactly. You know, your, your nutrition needs change time. all the time as well. There are times right. where I need more carbs, you know, you know, compared to yeah. where I need more fat. So, but I'm not right. gonna sit there and just be a diehard like, oh yeah, I'm high carb, low fat, you know, 24 seven, you know, this is this is my new lifestyle. I'm like, no, I need to go according to what my body's asking for at that time. And if you really start shutting the fuck up and listen to your body, you know, yeah. trust me, yeah. you'll be able to hear a lot of things like, oh okay, and you'll start wondering like, man, why why do I keep craving peanut butter all the time, or why do I keep craving all these different nut butters, or whatever? It's like, obviously your fat, you know, intake is way too low. You know, it's just like yeah. who who really? Well, I mean, one thing is nut butter. You know, so no. other than the fact that your a lot, fat, your a lot fat of people levels people have no, a lot of people have no choice but to listen to their body because they're farting on command twenty four seven. You want to talk about your body telling you something? You know? yeah. Your body, body is being very like, vocal. Yeah, yeah. to the fart, not their body's like, oh man, I wonder if anyone else heard that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, whole fat, the whole fat thing makes me laugh though because I see people who are going, oh, if you don't have enough fat in your diet, your testosterone is not going to be optimal. Who the fuck doesn't have enough fat in their diet? Is that really with most in America. Look, most <laughs> people I see with low testosterone, not one time have I ever seen someone's lab work with low testosterone, and that was the reason why they had low testosterone. Their fat intake yeah. is too low, please. It's like people saying, oh, you know, if your cholesterol gets too low, you're not going to have conversion into, into testosterone. Oh, yeah? Whose cholesterol is too fucking low? No one's lab work that I've ever looked at. I've never looked at anyone's lab work where I'm like, wow, your that's cholesterol not a, is way too low. That's not a Western problem, trust me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think you said it. You said it. You, you mirrored exactly my take on 
ketogenic, which is, I think, it, it reminds me of the Atkins craze, right? Right. You know, and I used to tell people in the Atkins days when it first came around, they like, man, I'm really losing weight on this Atkins diet. And I'd say, well, what was your macronutrient intake strategy prior to Atkins? And they just stare at you blankly, you know. And I say, you know, if you bought the di- <laughs> that, if you bought the discipline to, that you just brought to your eating, and you ate nothing but chocolate cake, you'd probably lose weight too. Right. You know. Right. It's it's bringing nutritional awareness and discipline into your food, and when you have to eliminate eighty percent of the foods you consume, all of a sudden you're you're consuming different foods, and you're having a different relationship with the things you're eating, and that changes. The foods you eat, and that changes your body weight, right? Right, right. Exactly. Any diet that makes you conscious of what you're actually eating yeah. and be more deliberate with the choices you make is going to have beneficial effects. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, like I taught in Strength for Life, really, I call it, you know, I call it nutritional awareness, you know, um, which is, you know, and I would teach people how to create a relationship with the foods they eat such that they pay more attention to how the foods affect me I, I'd say, you know, I give them a tracking thing, half hour, an hour, and three hours later, right? How do I feel, right? So when you get a feedback loop so that when you eat and I'm paying attention to how I feel, I begin to alter the foods I eat because I know how they're making me feel, right? right. You know, most All people's right. relationship with food is from the time they get hungry to the time they shut it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or they're, know, constantly, they're constantly consuming food if they don't have time to even feel what that food that you just they finished eating a couple hours ago is making them feel because now they're on to the next meal and the next one and the next one. So yep. it, right. it's pretty much like every time you ask me a question and I get ready to answer it, you put your hand over my mouth and then you try to answer yeah. it for me. You know, it's the same situation. Yeah. Like, dude, then why the hell did you ask me then? You know, and that's what's happening yeah. a lot of times. When people, well, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's a great analogy. It's a great analogy. I mean, because, you know, you're talking about that just, you know, chronic overfeeding and you were talking about, you know, too low a cholesterol and it reminds me of, you know, like, you know, I do some intermittent fasting, right? You know, I, I have lots of reasons to like fasting. I don't know where you guys fall on fasting, but it's so funny if you tell yeah. somebody to do yeah, a 24-hour day. Yeah, 24-hour fast, they start acting like they're going to starve to death. And I'm like, you know, right. believe me, <laughs> That's dude. the reason why they need to fast. That's <laughs> my, mother, my, mother was, so my mother was like food. that. So no, my mother was like and, that. So it's not even she about, was even when they're fasting, it's not even about the the whole I, I guess you can say the dieting aspect because that's most people while they're fasting because they're like, oh, I need this. But it's more about right. disconnecting from right. your attachment yeah. to eating and the oral yeah. fixation and the oral pleasure that you have. And also, yeah. for some people, it also helps you be less of a dick so you can realize that the rest of the world is, is not as privileged to have as much access to food as you do. And so when you make stupid statements like, oh, won't they just pull up their bootstraps and blah, 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 blah. See, that right yeah. there shows you need to fast. Exactly. So you can understand and have empathy for the people to realize that they don't have the access that you have and also realize that you're not as much of a victim as you thought you were when you sit there and claim to be like oh you know everybody's their fair share of this blah 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 it's like that's another reason why you should fast it shouldn't be for dietary reasons it should be for just being a fucking good human being and realize like you know what it's not just about me this is what other people must feel like and then it makes you it changes your behavior on a daily basis beyond eating but just how you treat people in general and that's the reason why anytime and Mike and I talk about this when people ask us, like, you know, what do you and Mike feel about inter- intermittent fasting? Well, first of all, when I wake up, the first, I, when I get up, food is not the first thing I think about. 
So, yeah. let's see, I sleep for eight to nine hours every night, and then I get on with my day. I walk my dogs, do whatever else, which is pretty much now, that's a that's a fasted walk, which is not going to do any damage to me for the most part as far as physical activity on an empty stomach. So you throw that in, and then I get my day going. So I'm pretty much intermittent fasting without putting a title on it and giving it a label. Yeah. I'm pretty much, I don't yeah. probably have my first meal until 16 hours later since my last meal, but I don't think about having to call it anything. I'm just living my life. And I said, why do you have to have labels for everything? It's like, oh, you know, you're intermittent fasting, 12 or 16 hours, you know, going without food. I'm like, dude, I call that tomorrow. And <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what you have to call it or whatever else. But usually people that are saying it, they're trying to sell you something. They're trying to sell you some bullshit. Yeah. And they sell you their book or their ebook. And, you know, intermittent fasting does this, that, and the other. I'm like, you should be doing that anyway. <laughs> you know, and yeah. first of all, just, first of all, just give your digestive system a freaking break. Because yeah. all you keep over, like you're saying, Sean, it's like all this overfeeding is going on. You want to give your system a time, just a time to break down the food you had last. And also, yeah. like Mike has brought up before, it helps you get a better leptin response as well because most people yeah. don't, nope, most people talk about diets, but nobody really talks about leptin. Okay, nobody really yeah. talks about that. And if you actually give leptin a chance to do its job, we wouldn't have to have these diet discussions. We wouldn't have to talk about these keto diets. We wouldn't have to talk about paleo diets or any of this madness or cholesterol issues and all this other stuff. Let leptin do its thing, man. Get out of the way and let it do its job. And, that, and that's one of the that's one of the big problems with the ketogenic diet is that it's it's counterintuitive given people's understanding of insulin and glucose. But yeah. ketogenic diets over time, what happens is you get an insulin response from protein. It's yeah. not just carbohydrates that spike insulin. Protein spikes insulin. And then what happens is it drives fat into the muscle receptors so that now the muscle receptors, the insulin receptors in the muscles are dulled where they can't process carbohydrates. Right. And you have more excess. You have more carb. You have more glucose in your bloodstream. And they're going, well, how do I have glucose in my bloodstream? I'm not eating carbs. It's like, well, you're eating converting carbs. protein into carbs. Gluconeogenesis. Yeah. So it's... You know, yeah. People always say like, oh, you know, carbohydrates aren't essential because you can, you can, your body will transition no, protein into carbohydrates. But the, but the, rea I, but the reality of that, well, think about what that means. It, it means that carbohydrates are so important that if you deplete yourself of carbohydrates, your, <laughs> no, body's Mike, actually gonna, Mike, your body actually has a I, mechanism to convert protein into carbs. <laughs> no, Mike, yeah. our ancestors weren't eating carbs prior to 10,000 years ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, Our ancestors yeah, yeah, were probably yeah. eating each other's assholes 10,000 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what they were doing, nor do I care what they were doing. <laughs> People are always, think about like a paleo, paleolithic man. Paleolithic man ate whatever the fuck they came across, man, right? They didn't have, yeah. uh, they didn't have any discrimination. You know, if you, yeah, if yeah. you sent back, if you sent back a bot, if you sent back in the time portal, Fruit Loops, they Look, would dude. eat that. <laughs> you know, if they came across. Look, man, if I showed up, if I went back in time and I showed up in a cave and like, hey, man, I got these Twinkies. Take, take a taste of this. They're like, oh shit, this is good. I like this. Yeah. Uh, give me more Twinkies. Where do I find these crawling around in the forest? Like, nah, bro, you can actually make these. Trust me, they would actually love those, especially by the time the sugar and, and, and the fat that's in that triggers their brain and they get hooked on it. Yeah, and then all of yeah. a sudden it's like, oh, oh, trust me, if you bring it to them, just like right now, if you go to any country that's lacking as far as you know, resources or whatever else. Trust me, they're going to take whatever you give them and they can consume it and, and not shit it out anytime oh, yeah. soon. Okay, that's the reason why you can drop out bags of rice and people are fucking happy. But guess what? They're a lot skinnier than you. Why are you over here at the freaking, you know, churrascaria eating all the meat you can? You know, so yeah. they don't have access to meat or whatever. But they, tell me, even though they're starving, they look healthier than you. 
and you're supposed to be the one yeah. here. So they're going to take well, I mean, what, what, what people do don't. Uh, what people don't realize is you want to get to the point where you know exactly what works for you, right? Like I had, I had one of my previous clients who I worked with for many years, and this person just keeps going from one strength coach to the next, always paying for professional yeah. advice, no progress in the last several years. And I go, look, <laughs> why don't you know what works for you at this point? You've been working out for fucking a decade, and you're still looking to yeah. someone else to tell you what works for you? Like I know exactly what works for me to get the outcome I want, whether it's strength or physique composition, whatever it is. I know exactly what I need to do to get the outcome I want. Same thing with nutrition. I know exactly what works for me. I don't do well on super high carb. I don't do well on super low carb or low fat or super high fat or low protein. I do well on a good balance of macronutrients. That's when I do my best. Like Sincere said, yeah. sometimes it changes from time to time. If I'm doing a lot of intense sprinting and other things, maybe I'll up the carbohydrates. If I'm doing a lot more low rep heavy weight training, maybe I'll lower the carbohydrates. I don't need all that excess fuel. When I'm doing yeah. strength, when I'm doing strength work, low rep, etc. That's more central nervous system stimulation than it is. And all this right here, adequate trans fuel. transfers the real. It transfers the real life. It goes beyond just you know your diet and your training program. It goes to everything else. It's like sometimes you got this. You constantly have this ebb and flow going on. Sometimes you can sit there and have an orgy with four or five girls at one time. Sometimes you just need one. <laughs> sometimes you need to masturbate. Okay. Sometimes you need to be alone. You know. Because sometimes, sometimes oral. Sometimes, sometimes oral makes sense. But if you got a neck exactly. pain, sometimes it can be an inconvenience. It's not comfortable. You know? <laughs> if you got a neck. <laughs> you got a neck thing. That's funny. You got, I got a neck thing. Honey, I got I a neck, my neck thing. Hurts. Like, look, look this, this is taking way too long, okay? My neck hurts right now. You need to hurry it up. You know? Well, I believe a, a creative woman would have a solution for that. Yeah, six, 69 is. Uh, 69 makes everyone happy, all right? Let's just get that. Get all the pillows you need, you know? <laughs> God. Well, sometimes, the, uh, sometimes 69 is too much. It's like, well, why do I need to be working while you're working? I need to let you do your job and admire your work and give you props on what you're doing. You know, yeah. like, and first of all, I can't focus on what you're doing and give you the praise that you need if I'm too busy yeah, doing the same thing and trying to get my props. <laughs> you know? Think of me more as a, a, a cheerleader and coach. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need to be first ring. I mean, come on, man. I don't need to be. I don't need to be LeBron James all the time. Sometimes I just want to be yeah. Coach Phil, man. We can all get a ring if we all know our role. I mean, come on. <laughs> we all know yeah, our I mean, role. There, there should be a component of generosity here. You know, it's just being selfish. Exactly. I need to yeah, appreciate yeah. the work and the effort that you're putting forth. Like, wow, that's pretty. Wow, girl, you're good at what you do. Keep doing that thing that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm gonna bring it back to. Uh, the, to diet for just second, okay? The, uh, please, please um, do, <laughs> please. Yeah, I got two things. One, one, you know, I'm in complete agreement with. Well, I think we're in agreement about tons of things because that's where you get to when you get, you know, I call it the, the simplicity on the far side of complexity. Mm -hmm. You know, lands yeah. most fitness professionals in the same place, right? You know, because you start to learn that I, I'm in agreement with. You know, what works for you is what works for you, and you have to find that. But I really I, – my dietary practices have been the same as, you you know, for 25 years, which is pretty much right. a balance of protein, fat, and carbs. And, yeah. you know, I eat, eat kind of generally paleo-like style meals, and I use carbs as I need carbs. And, I, you know, I don't focus on extra fat intake, but I don't – you know, I'm not afraid of an egg yolk, right? Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's a rational approach. The unfortunate thing about the rational approach, it doesn't sound nearly as sexy as the absolutism of extreme dieting, of right? Exactly. Because, right. again, you know, it goes back so to what we were saying before. People are freaking lazy. It's like 
they're lazy, but they're not lazy in the way they need to be lazy. Meaning yeah. lazy as far as being simple. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, there's got to be more to it than that. And they make it so complex, then they become lazy because it's like, okay, it's, I didn't realize how much this was, this little theory was, or whatever else. And I'm just going to go back to the drive-thru. You know, they go back to that. Whereas simple, like, dude, if you love being lazy, simple is the best thing ever. It's like, you know what? I wake up, you know, I throw in some, some frozen fruit in a, in a blender, you know, throw in, you know, a couple of powders or whatever else, you know, just to fill those little gaps or whatever that the fruit and vegetables may not cover and blend it up. I drink it. I'm done. Okay, so yeah. guess what? Instead of someone trying to put together all these prepackaged meals or whatever else and start meal prepping on Sunday, what I just can, if someone that does that, they look and see what I just did with that blender and whatever, they think that I'm lazy. But guess what? Yeah. I did everything that you just did on Sunday by putting everything in a Tupperware container. Yeah. You know, I did it all inside of a blender right now. So you were looking at me thinking I'm lazy, but at the same time looking at you like, dude, you think that, oh, you're telling everyone else, you know, meal prep, you know, that's the simplest way to make sure you get everything. I'm like, it's not exactly simple. You're putting in a lot of work. But if you're someone that yeah. spends their time in a drive-thru and a buffet all the time, then they look at the meal prep like, okay, that's a better alternative for them. So everything is in stages. So if that's where you yes, have to go yeah. first to change that lifestyle from going from a drive-thru and going to a buffet, and your next step is like, okay, I'm going to be more conscious and put together these meal preps and put do everything, cook everything on Sunday, whatever else, just to start a lifestyle that's going to benefit me a lot better, then so be it. And then you start, like you said, about all of, all three of us, after over time, you realize, like, I don't even have to go through all that, man. This is like, I can throw yeah. a bunch of stuff in a blender, you know, right now. And this is actually because it's so full of nutrients. When I finally consume this 16 hours after I, you know, had my last meal, and you call it intermittent fasting, I'm saying I'm going to have a shake. And after I've had yeah. that, it's so full of nutrients that it's going to hold me over for a few hours before I actually have a solid meal. And then by the time my mindset's changed, that, that solid meal is going to be composed of things that are going to actually benefit me and not wear me down because I don't, I, I now realize what it feels like to feel good. And yeah. once you learn, once you realize what feeling good feels like, if you've been feeling like shit for years and decades or whatever else, you're like, I don't ever want to go back there again. It's kind of like a lot of people when they get out of prison, and they, but they're still yeah. criminals. They're like, I'm never going back. You know, and guess what? Yeah, when yeah. you're eating crappy food, you are pretty much in a prison. That prison is actually yeah, your yeah. body. So you're thinking like, I don't ever want to go back there again, dude. I'd rather die before I go back there again. So you, you'll sit there and like, uh, no, I'm going to keep it simple, and I don't want to eat drive through anymore or whatever else. And then you get your life straight. Again, you adjust to it. And then it gets simpler and simpler and simpler as time goes on. If you're actually conscious enough to, to stay focused on what you're doing and not trying to, like Michael said about the one client or whatever, you're not taking on other people's personalities and living vicariously through their lives. Well, I mean, the, the problem also is that people, people want to make stuff more complex than it needs to be. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. One of the well, things I'm putting story. out there, one of the things story, I'm right? putting out, yeah, it does. And it'll, it'll, it makes it seem like it's going to be more effective if it's more complex when it's usually the yeah, opposite. Right. But here's the thing. One of the things I put out, and whenever people ask me about simple advice for getting an exercise, I say, do 100 body weight squats every day. That's my canned response. Every yeah. single day, 100 body squats. doesn't have to be 100 in a row, but you do four sets of 25, five sets of 20, Variation. 10 sets of 10 if you're just starting out. Like, I don't care what it is, but it's got to be 100. If you want to do more than 100, fine. But remember, every day you have to do 100. So if you do That's 500 true. on Monday, that doesn't mean you get to take Tuesday off. You have to do <laughs> 100 baseline every single day. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Now, the whole point of this is to build the habit of exercise, mm -hmm. daily exercise. You're building a habit here. This is not working out at the gym two, three times a week. This is something you do every day as a practice. Now, I was telling yeah. this to my dentist and technician cleaning my teeth. 
immediately they try to make it more complex. Like, well, can I do lunges instead on one day? Can I do box squats on another day? And maybe do jump squats. I was like, ladies, ladies, 100 Hindu squats or flat-footed squats. I don't care. But that's all you're going to do every single day. Yeah. No, no, yeah. None of this variation bullshit. Not one-legged on Monday and then stair-step on Tuesday and yeah. then Hindu you know. squats on Wednesday. Pick a squat, and you're going to do that squat every single day, 100 reps. You want to do some other stuff? That's fine. But that's additional work. That's, that's, that doesn't count. And again, it's the whole point of creating this habit, just like brushing your teeth. You don't change your brushing say, teeth what if someone, technique. What if someone said, like, can I just take an Altoid, Mike, instead of brushing my teeth? You know, or after every well, meal? Can I start with what, what Can I start with the top teeth on Monday and then brush the lower on, or just on do a Tuesday? Quadrant, then, you know, the left quadrant. <laughs> you're like, come on, man. You know, and then have a tic-tac. The whole point is to build this habit. Now, people hear yeah. this and they get all excited, but very few people even do it because, right. again, people yeah. just put off till tomorrow. They think, oh, it's not the right time. You got to be so committed to this. I mean, the other day it was midnight and I remembered, man, I haven't got my hundred squats in. So I did it yeah. right then because there's no excuses. Right. You don't need a gym. Yeah, me too. You don't need the fucking, you don't need the fucking warm up. You don't need equipment. No. All you need is your body weight and you don't even need much space. You could do it. You don't need to change closet. clothes. First of all, just do what you're wearing. He's like, well, why yeah, gotta put my workout right. clothes on? Like, no, nah, man, I'm in my cargo pants and it's, it's hot. I just came back from walking the dogs in triple digit weather at nighttime. I don't care. Since I'm already sweaty, this is a perfect time to do my squats before I go yeah. to bed, you know? And yeah, you could, you could do it butt naked if you want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 which has been done. It's, <laughs> it's just, it becomes a little more challenging when you're doing jump squats, you know, butt naked. It's just like, come on. Now, when people hear well, this, yeah. I go, think about, think, I go, think about the numbers here. 100 squats every day. That's going to be an average of 3,000 squats a month. Exactly. A month. And you're yeah. doing over 30,000 a year. Think about, because this lady's like, oh, my leg's going to look great. I was like, that's the wrong focus. Just build the habit no. of exercise. Don't worry about all those other things. But then no, you got to ask yourself, you, re- you really think your legs are, are not going to look different after doing 30,000 squats in a year? Come on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, but, instead of thinking about that, just think, think about like, you know, oh, now when I climb those stairs, this is going to be effortless now. I'm not going to sit there and be panting and breathing all hard after three flights of stairs anymore. Instead of thinking about, oh, this is going to make my ass nice and tight and high. I'm like, well, no, the, uh, no. the immediate benefit is you feel great. Like I, I had Tim Larkin you started doing something. this after he and I had lunch. And Tim's going, man, you know, I just started doing the Hindu squats yesterday, like you said, and I can't believe the mental boost. And I feel amazing. Uh, after that's doing the, that's the thing I was going to bring up, what it does to you mentally. So starting your day, and we talked about this on the premium episodes, like me starting the, my day off with that really gets me in the mindset of like, okay, I'm about to go tackle the day now. I'm about to go make some stuff happen. Right, exactly. You, know, you can't help exactly. it that way. And even if I do it late at night, it by that time, You've gone through your daily routine and your evening routine, and if you finish off with that, I'm not hyped up after I do that. It's like it's kind of like to put right. a cap on the day. It's like okay, I'm yeah. tired now for real. Like now, it's I don't want to sit there. Yeah. I don't want to sit there and scroll through my timeline on Instagram or anything else. All I want to do right now is go to sleep. So let me go ahead right. and take a shower, brush my teeth, and lay it down. That's all I want to do. That, that's the other thing. Sleep. There's no excuses. It doesn't have to be first thing in the morning or at night or four hours after you wake up. There's no excuse. Right. It can be anytime, anywhere. It doesn't matter if you just fucking ate. You don't have to wait two hours no. after a meal because this is not Even an intense workout. if you're on a 15-hour flight to go into Turkey like my wife just did or whatever, it's like, you know, she realized, like, you know what, I started doing those squats while we were taking that flight over to Turkey because she's like, she said, <laughs> it's just like you and Mike, she's like, it's amazing. What you and Mike said, I actually saw that for the first time. Like, there were people that were on that flight for 15 hours who didn't even leave Sitting their down, seat at yeah. one time. She goes, oh, my yeah. gosh, there's no way I could do that. She's like, I had to get no up way. and move and 
do squats and do something. She, I was like, I said, now you know what we're talking about. She said, I'm amazed that those people could sit there. She goes, not only was it like that on the way over there, but on the way back. She goes, oh my god, it's like no one's gonna, no one's gonna refute the lie here. It's like these people are still sitting yeah. here this whole time. It wasn't a fluke the first time I was over, on my way over there, but even coming back, it was the same thing. So. Yeah, so maybe you know, funny. What's, what's funny is uh, I said she looks like the weirdo because she's getting up, she's doing these squats, and, you know, she's like, you know, even when she, she wants to do like a little squat, she's holding the seats and doing like a deep squat. They're looking like, what the hell's wrong with this crazy lady? It's like, no, what the hell's wrong with you? You've been sitting there the whole time. You didn't even, you didn't even take a dump while you were taking this fifteen hour flight. Who the hell does that? <laughs> like, you know they're toxic. I'm like, how can you go yeah. fifteen hours without taking a dump? I'm like, I can't even well, go what's, two what's, hours what's toxic, without taking a what's dump. Toxic the, what's toxic are those bathrooms on a plane? But that's another. Oh story, my you know? God. Yeah. <laughs> and especially like mile, high, mile, mile, mile high club my ass who wants to do the nasty in one of those fucking nasty ass <laughs> oh, yeah, it's man, like a no, mile no. high club it's more like it dude that's what it is the pile high club more like, it's more like an ED room that's what's gonna happen you go in there bitch. Yeah, you can try to yeah. get out of there it's gonna be a minute man if you get out of there as fast as possible <laughs> No, but you know what's funny about Hindu squats is like I was like these uh, the ladies at the dentist office were like oh you know how do you do the Hindu squats so I showed it to them and then they're trying to do it and it made me realize how good my technique is. I was like come on ladies girls walk around with high heels all day you're having a hard time doing these squats where you come up on your toes. Made me feel a lot better. Made me feel a lot better about my technique. And I look I look fluid and I look fluid and graceful. They're all clumsy about to fall over. Just tell the yeah, girls, like, yeah. look, you know, like you're, you're reaching down to get your keys while you're wearing three-inch heels, okay, or five-inch heels. I said, would you yeah. do anything different? No, you just reach down, get your keys, and stand back up. It's the same exact thing for the most part. You know, you're going from heels to, like, flats at the most part. So when you stand up, go back to your little flat shoes. But otherwise, while you're bending down, you're back in your three-inch heels. They're like, oh. Now, when guys no, go, but just, oh, uh, then I'm looking like, hey, I'm not yeah. I'm just. When guys pick it up fast, you know what's going on. There. No, but to, to, wheel, to wheel it back here, I go, I go, what's funny is when you try to give someone simple advice and they immediately try to make it complex. Yes, they have to make yeah. it complex. I was like, come no, on, man. I just told you. No, it can't yeah, be that just, easy. I mean, just like I do kettlebell presses every day, right? Double kettlebell military presses. And they're like, well, uh, you know, how about how about I do handstand push-ups on Monday, and then I do barbell presses on Tuesday, and then I do one arm on Wednesday. I'm like, look, man, do whatever the fuck you want to do. But if you want, if you want to get good at something, you're gonna to have to focus on that. If I want to get really good at double kettlebell military presses, it behooves me to do that five, six days a week, not several different variations of it. So it all well, depends on what you're trying to do. That transfers to almost anything that's important to you in life. It's like if you want to build your business. Yeah. Dude, you need to do the same things. Like you need to sit there and specifically focus on doing things that are going to grow your business every freaking day. If you truly want it to grow, it's just really right. that simple. Yeah. It, whether it be a relationship, the same thing. It's like you got to put forth the effort. It's like you know what? I need to actually listen to what my partner's saying and shut the fuck up and and and, and take it in. Like even if they're saying something silly, like okay, I hear what you're saying. I don't necessarily agree yeah. with that. You know, but you guys, you know, if the relationship is that important to you, that's what you do. So everything is going to anything that's important to you, you're going to have to put forth the effort and put in the time to make it work and to make it grow. It can't grow right. in your absence. OK, let's think yeah, about it. It's, 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 for you. I think the fundamental thing here is you're talking practice. Right. And I think that the simplification right. of the of the hundred yes. squats a day is 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 taking out the variables, removing people's, you know, need to create something else out of it, making right. a tight container and saying, stay within this box and do this thing. 
you know, you right, bring up a right. few things you, you guys talked about. And one of the, one of the things when you talk about rituals and practice, you know, it came up with, we talked about the intermittent fasting and we talked about the shake and, you know, I've been in, you know, I've been a, a day, I call it the daily shake club, man. I'm a daily shake mm-hmm. guy for 30 freaking years. And why am I a daily mm-hmm. shake guy? I was telling the guy about it today. I said, look, you know, I get up, I, I meditate, I journal, I prep my day, you know, I do some light movement, and I have a freaking shake. And why do I have a shake in the morning? I have a shake because it's reliable, it's simple, it's a, it, you know, I, you know, if you look at willpower being a finite variable, right, we know that willpower starts being depleted the moment you start making a decision, right? So if I get up in the morning and every morning has to be a freaking creative decision about nutrition, what the hell am I doing? I'm wasting my daily willpower reserves, right? Right. You know, right. I get my shake in the morning. It's I know what I'm doing. I'm I'm golden till lunch or or longer. But it, you know, right. now I'm ahead of the game, right? I'm on it right. and I'm ahead of the game. Well, I'm that's winning, building right? a similar habit. That's like telling just like the hundred squats every day. You tell someone have a morning power shake is what I call them. Every morning you have a yeah. power shake. Yeah. That way you know yeah. that the first meal you're having is perfect, loaded with nutrition in a very easily digestible form, yep. and it's an easy habit to build every morning. It only takes seconds to load up a blender and have a great exactly. power shake in the morning. I even yep. said to the people that got to have their morning coffee, I was like, instead of just having the coffee by itself, why not throw a shake together with just peanut butter, bananas, and espresso? I said, I, you know yeah, what right. I call that? I call that, I call that, that, that shake right there, I call that a cracked out monkey. That's what I call it. So people, have the chunky mon- people have the chunky monkey, which is peanut butter and bananas. I said the cracked out monkey is when you add espresso to it. And yeah. any time that I made that for my wife, she's like, oh, my God, this is like the best shake ever. I said, yeah. And the thing is, I didn't have to put as much espresso in this shake as I probably would have put in just in just espresso by itself. I said, but it's going to yeah. have the similar... The, the same benefits without you being all shaky and cracked out, you know, whatever else. And it's like you can go on with your day. And so, so therefore, you're getting your morning coffee for all you coffee addicts out there. But at the same time, you're getting some nutrients in there as well. So my thing is, yeah, throw in some other things. You know, I've even taken like Mike's, you know, restores on and actually cracked those capsules open or whatever and put those in my shake just then instead of taking them yeah. by themselves, whatever else. Little things like that, and especially for people who have a hard time consuming, like swallowing pills, or things like that as far as supplements. I'm like, here's one way you can do it without tasting those supplements whatsoever or worrying about trying to swallow like a plastic capsule or something like that. You can do the same yeah. thing. Hell, you can do that even with just the tablets themselves that are not inside a plastic capsule or whatever and grind them up. Throw them in that, throw them in that shake. Grind it up, blend, blend it. You're still going to get those things in. There's no excuse. When people are like, oh, I can't take supplements. I hate, I hate swallowing pills. Okay, grind them up. What? I'm like, yeah. crackheads do it all the time. Drug addicts do it all the time. They know how to do it. I said, how do you think crack yeah. was even about? People are like, I'm not putting that up my nose. But then they burn like, oh, I can do it that way and I yeah. can smoke it? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's even better because yeah. I don't want to lose my I don't want to lose my septum or whatever. I'm like, oh, you're worrying about your deviated septum, but you're not worrying about being strung out on crack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm like, hey, oh, you, Priorities, you don't know anything. man. Priorities. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I want to be a drug addict. I don't want to look like one. Like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, well, it's, it's a, but, you know, it's the simple ritual. Simplify, simplify, yes. and then simplify yeah. again, you know. And we were talking about, you know, it's like one of the things I learned about my own nutrition was, you know, as, as I became a more extreme road cyclist, you know, I, you know, I've always, you know, always thought, well, you got to have these carbs in you, right, to go for a ride. And I figured out a couple, four or five years ago, you know, if I'm going to ride for less than two hours in the morning, I don't need any damn food first. I ride, my performance is right. better when I don't eat. You know, I have nutrition and reload carbs after, 
but I don't have to, I don't have to consume a bunch of quick, fast acting carbs to go out and ride for two hours. Right. And if you're pretty much, for most people, if they're consuming good foods the night before, whatever else, those nutrients yeah. are still in you to carry you over to yeah. the next day. Well, you don't have to worry about it. That's why I always laugh at people. I'm like, hey, what well, I mean, most people, blah, blah. most people like, have oh. enough. Most people have enough body fat to carry them over to the next day. That too. Not the next week, month, and exactly. year. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's like, what are you worried about, man? You're a hundred pounds overweight. You're like, I, I didn't get enough food last night. It's like, you have, dude, you're a walking buffet. Fat. What are you worried about? Okay. Well, I know. <laughs> like, if, if a grizzly bear comes along, he's gonna be able to feed his whole family with you. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Bear would be totally worked up. They saw your fat ass walking through the woods they'd be like fuck yeah i'm gonna feed i'm gonna feed all my cubs my neighbor's cubs <laughs> yeah no i mean it's, it's that but that's the obsession with the food thing which is you know walk away and that's i really agree with the, the fasting is a is a mindfulness practice and awareness practice to oh, help yeah. you understand how fixated you've become with food and when you can get my away mother from my it, mother was like that when i did a fast for the first time after reading paul brett peter brett paul bragg's book right it, he oh, wrote about yeah. fasting a lot. Yeah, and I remember I did a 24-hour fast. I felt great. So a week later, I tried doing a 48-hour fast, and I was staying at my parents' house at this time, and my mother just looked at me like, oh, so, uh, <laughs> like, just in ashamed, like, she's, like you're going to lose all your muscle. You. you know, you're, you're starving yourself. You know, you're going to, you're, you're starving. I was like, mom, it's just, it's just a fast, man. It's, it's like, if, if you it's lose a, a bunch of, days, of muscle not a couple in two of days, you didn't have you didn't, yeah, the muscle, you didn't really have muscles if you lost it in two days. Come on. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I know, but that's, that's, that's what's funny about, like, this fascination with, uh, you know, uh, you know, avoiding, you know, catabolism and, and you know, right. constant protein yeah, right, yeah. and amino acid ingestion. I'm like, Jesus, relax. Have a workout. I mean, Sean, there are, people, there are people that they can't even go on a vacation without working out because they're afraid if they take a one-week vacation, they're going to lose all their muscle in one vacation. So now you got people always want to talk about, hey, how to work out when you're on vacation. Like, man, I'm on vacation. <laughs> Let's look at the phrase work out. The key word is work. I'm on vacation. Those two words right there are already diametrically opposed to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure thinking about that. <laughs> and there are people yeah, that talking about catabolism. Catabolism and all that. It's like, like, look, you know, the more elite you're trying to get to, the more you're going to have to fine-tune things, right? So, like, if you want to be yeah. a Mr. Olympia competitor, of course you're going to have to measure every ounce of food and know exactly what you're taking because you're competing at such an elite level and you have such an elite goal that you have to eat in an elite way, train in an elite way, et cetera. Everything has to be broken down to the scientific level. Now, the average person who just works out, you don't need that level of meticulousness. You don't need six small meals yeah. every single day when you're working out three times a week. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'll tell you, here's a great case study on this this um, obsession with muscle. Okay, now, I, I got this guy that, you know, was a roommate in my teenage years. You know, we went to high school together, and, you know, he got into bodybuilding then and, you know, just bulking up. And I ran into him about – I hadn't seen him in years. I ran into him – oh, gosh, this has been about four years ago, right? And and he's, you know, he's five foot ten, two 235 pounds – of bloated muscle obsession, right? And and he's sitting there telling me at lunch that he just can't get lean. He can't cut it down. He goes, you know, I just, you know, all he talks about is what he's still incline pressing, right? And this stuff. And I said, <laughs> I literally, I'm like, I'm like, dude, give it a break. Just let it go. I said, 
you know, just, <laughs> I said, I said, if, you know, stop worrying about your scale weight, your weight. And I said, look, what if you got down to 170 pounds and just felt good? Who gives a damn? Just <laughs> let it go. Right. Right. You know, right. and, and, you know, it was a lot longer talk than that. I saw him six months later, he comes in, he's 185, 90 pounds, looks 25 years younger, feels like a million bucks, says, I didn't even know how bad I felt until I felt better. And he's like, he's like, I go, what'd you do? He goes, I just stopped being obsessed about it and I let it go. Exactly. That scale, that scale messes with people's brains. Look, look, man, here's the real deal. I don't care what size you are. I don't care if you're 400 pounds overweight. All that scale is telling you is how much weight it takes you takes for you to not let gravity <laughs> to to let gravity yeah. do its job. Okay, that's all yeah. it does. It's it's telling you how well gravity is working here on Earth. Yeah. Other than that, it, it it knows nothing else about you. It doesn't know what you eat. It doesn't know what you feel. It doesn't know what you're going through. It doesn't know what, what kind of emotional trauma you've had. It doesn't know any of those things. All that scale knows is like this is how much weight it takes to keep your ass from floating into the air. Okay, yep. that's the thing about it. And when you look at it that way and realize that this scale has nothing to do with you other than the fact yep. that it's like, OK, here's where you are right now. And that's all it says. Here's where you are right now. Yep. It doesn't it doesn't yep. give a shit about your bullshit story that you attach to it. Everything else is the shit you attach to it. It's the things that yep. you say about it. It's like, oh, well, I must have got this way because I went on a cruise for a week and blah, I gained five pounds. Like, no, the scale said before you left, you were two, you were 205. The scale says once you came back from that cruise, you were 210. That's all the scale said. It's a measurement of yep. numbers. No one sits there and puts in a, a bullshit story whenever they're doing a Pythagorean theorem. Okay? Yep. It's just a fucking formula in algebra. Okay? In geometry. You're just doing a formula. This is what it says. And that's it. No one adds a story to it. It's like, okay, well, I need to use this theorem to come up with this number and move on with my life. Well, you need to do the same thing with that scale. You see that number, and then you need to move on with your life and make adjustments if that's not the number you want to look at. Don't add some stories to it, okay, because the scale, yeah. that number is just what it is. It's just a number. What and the, and the, it, scale is, the scale is just one obsession. It is also exactly. an attachment to heavy weight training. Here's what I mean. Right. Let's say yeah. there's a big difference between – going to the gym and deadlifting a really heavy weight without a belt on and knee wraps and elbow wraps right, and right. the whole shebang. Right? In other words, you don't feel like crap after you do it. Your body's healthy. Now, right. after years and years and years of powerlifting, for example, you can break your body down to the point where you have to put the triple-decker belt on. You have to wrap your knees. <laughs> right. You have to put elbow straps on. You have just to do – Yeah, wear a new outfit. You just weight. lift the weight. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah. So you're so attached to it, being able to lift that weight – that you feel like crap walking around on a day-to-day -day basis, and you have or to use all of like these you. supplemental devices just to do it. Right. Or looking like you can lift that weight. Because a lot of times, yeah. it's the whole look, right. like, look at me, I look strong. You know, it's no different than someone that's a, a full-time bodybuilder. And it usually be the same guys who are dissing the bodybuilders, like, oh, he looks strong, but how strong is he? Okay, dude, you're wearing a onesie with your knee wraps and everything else. <laughs> how strong are you? How strong are you? You know, when right. you take all that crap off, yeah. how strong are you naked? Okay, that's the, well. That, that, that's why I think. Just tell yeah, me. Yeah, don't show yeah. me. <laughs> and don't and don't try deadlifting naked either, especially if you're a man. <laughs> but, but but also here's the thing. Well, I don't like using equipment for a lot of reasons. But the main reason why I don't like wearing a belt or anything is is it keeps you honest. If your technique is yeah, not in the exactly. pocket, you're gonna know right away. So then you learn right exactly. away. Don't do that again. When you wear a belt, it allows you to get away with crappy technique where you don't get those feedback loops where you learn quickly. I mean, just the other you know day what? I was no deadlifting, different. and I, I didn't I didn't transfer from the leg drive to the 
to the hip drive efficiently enough, and my back was not messed up, but it was tweaked. Normally, I don't feel the deadlift in my back. So right away, though, I realized, don't do that again. Make sure that you get the timing right. If I had a belt on, I would have gotten away with it. I wouldn't have felt anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's no different yeah. than when I go to when I go to my any of my like gunfighting courses or anything like that. When I see these instructors show up wearing their plate vest and they got their you know they got their belts on with all this stuff attached to it, I'm like, okay. But my thing is, are you in the military? Are you law enforcement? No, I'm just a, fil- a, a civilian. I'm like, dude, is this what you wear every day? No. Then why don't you wear it to this course? This is not real life for you. This is bullshit. Yeah. You're playing dress up. You're playing dress up right now, and it does not transfer to real life because my thing is. You know, one of my instructors says, like, you know what, if I could, without dealing with the psychological trauma, I would much rather my students show up to my classes naked. Because nine times out of ten, when something goes down in your house, it's going to happen in the middle of the night while you're lying in bed, sleep naked. What are you going to do then? That's what's going to make more sense to you. Then That's why he always, you know, he specifically says through all his courses, do not wear any gear you wouldn't wear every day. Do not show up here with knee yeah. pads. Don't show up here with, plate, you know, with, with plate carriers or anything else. Wear your regular everyday clothes because that's what's going to transfer the real life for you. So, therefore, you'll know what to do when stuff happens. I'm going to scare those home invasion people with my balls. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's, it's funny because, you know what's funny? There was actually a story where, you know, there was a home invasion, and a female came out, and she was butt-ass naked. And, you know, when she, like... When the like the robbers saw her, they froze. Being a dude, uh-huh. look, man. When you been, hold on, when you've been practicing being a straight dude all your life, that stuff doesn't go out the window when you decide to be a criminal for five minutes. Okay, so she's sitting there butt naked, and they're sitting there and, they, and they didn't even know what to do. They just sat there and looked like, oh, okay, boo. And then she shot him. You know, one dude uh-huh. got killed. You know, one dude died, and his boys ran off and left them because he couldn't turn off being a guy when you practice all your life being a straight guy that loves boobs. You know, so that's yeah. the thing about it. So <laughs> he's like, you know, that's, you got to think about those different things. So she didn't show up with like well, a that, that, That's, like, oh, that's going to be effective one way or another because <laughs> if the woman, if it's some old lady who you don't want to ever see naked comes out naked, you're going to freeze as <laughs> you well, not yourself. in a good way. <laughs> you yourself. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I'm you're you're going to freak out. And this is not worth it. And I can't unsee what I just saw. So I'm going to go and shoot <laughs> <I know. laughs> I can't unsee. I can't unsee. No offense to old ladies with saggy boobs that listen to the show right now. <laughs> no, naked naked is not a good look for most people, which is why clothes were invented. <laughs> you know, yeah, and why they're yeah, so yeah. fashionable. <laughs> even most people yeah. naked look better with clothes on too. All right, even people that look good naked still look better with clothes how, on. <laughs> how, how'd you how'd you like to have the trauma of seeing the current president without any clothes on? Oh, no, oh come on, dude, don't put that visual in my head, man. Look, dude. I cannot look, look, Sean. I can't even unsee him playing tennis with those shorts on, with the panties. <laughs> you know, with the or playing golf with the wedgie. Like you know, honestly, after seeing that, I'll never play tennis again. I'm good. Somebody like, somebody, no. There's Serena Williams, and then there's that dude. And I'm sorry, that's, that's the vision that sticks in my head. It's like I can't even think about Serena anymore because now I've seen that dude playing tennis. I'm like, eh, I don't want to be associated with a sport that makes that has a body like that playing that sport. I'm good. Well, right? I mean, what, what we what we have as a president is, is the perfect example of what I that's talk true. about with bullies. Bullies yeah, are yeah. not people who have high testosterone. They're people that are yeah. overcompensating yeah. for not having high testosterone. Generally, hold they on, have more on, conversion of further. testosterone and estrogen. Before you go any further, Mike, yeah. feminists 
And all these female teachers out there, are you listening to this? Because they always, I hear so much about, oh, he's, yeah. They're, not, li- the they're not listening to this show, period, man. <laughs> they're not listening at all, buddy. All right. You and I are so offensive <laughs> There's not one you know, fucking like, feminist out there listening to this show. It wouldn't have made yeah, it this far. It wouldn't have made it this far. Exactly. The one yeah. feminist we had, the diehard feminist we had, she left us a crazy crackhead review on, on iTunes. So, yeah, that's true. They're, they're not listening to us because they can't handle this show because they're thinking yeah. that, oh, those guys, they're, they're so much, you know, they're misogynistic. Like, no, <laughs> not at all. Well, so, I, re- I remember when uh, Trump was on, he was on Dr. Oz's show and he was talking about his testosterone level, right? He had there's a whole lot of estrogen in that, in that episode it was, right it was, four, it was 420 or something like that, right? Which is not a bad level <laughs> for a guy his age. It's not a great level yeah. either. You know, my father my father's older than Trump and his level is 550, which is a pretty damn good level at any age, but for that yeah. age, it's really good. So anyway, his age, his level wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. And Dr. Oz was like, oh, it's a pretty good level. I mean, Trump is all smiling <laughs> to himself, like, ha like I'm such a man and so forth. It's like, come on, dude, give me a fucking break. Now, the real questions would have been, What's your what's your estradiol level? What's your free yeah. testosterone? What's your DHEA? What's your pregnenolone? Let's see a whole profile here, and I guarantee you, I can look at him and tell you it's not good. No, no. I mean, it's an estrogen dominant. You can see that in just the puffiness, that whole the whole look, right? And you know the the pear shaped puffiness. And you know, you're right about the. I mean, it's a really valid and important point which is it's the low testosterone bully, right, who wants to hang around right. with the alpha male. That's right. That's right. You know? It's like someone who just hangs around UFC fighters that's never even trained in MMA. They just want to be the hang-around guy. It's like, oh, look at all yeah. the friends I have. I'm, I'm hanging out with these people. Yep. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's, I mean, it's not, it's not a good role for uh, a secure sound leader, you know. No. And, um I mean, it doesn't make your brain. Your, your, your words, your words matter too much. When you're in that level of power, your words matter a lot. You say something, mm-hmm. it has a profound effect. So you have to be more measured with what you're going to say. And getting on Twitter and talking about TV talk show hosts, you know, yeah. is not yeah. an example of being measured. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, well stated. And that's, you know, uh, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough subject. But that, that's a good, important point to bring up, which is. You know, having a having really strong, um, healthy testosterone balance would not, probably not cure his emotional condition, but certainly wouldn't hurt it. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I mean, you, how you act is heavily predicated on your hormonal profile. So if you're acting yeah. a certain way, we can look at someone's hormones. And it's not the only reason, but it, ha- it plays a huge influence. And I always say how you think and feel is affected by your hormones more than how you think and feel affects your hormones. So you, you're not going to yeah. think a certain way and increase yeah, your testosterone. Exactly. You're going to be thinking a certain way because your testosterone yeah. is increased. It's more exactly. the other way around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well stated. And, I mean, it's it really is an important aspect of, you know, it's, a, it's one of those things that we were talking about, the you know, clients and customers and people feeling better, right? And it's like one of the things that, you know, you know, I've heard a couple of times, one time it's just so profound when a guy said it, which is, you know, you know, you get a 45, 50 year old guy, um, redo his nutrition, redo his lifestyle. I call, I call what most men suffer from LIHS, lifestyle induced hormone suppression, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, low T, yeah. low T is a symptom of LIHS. So unless you fix yeah. your fucking lifestyle, no, no amount of injections is going to cure anything, right? That's right. That's right. You know, 
but I said, and you're not going to, you're, you're, and you're, but the thing is, you're going to fix your lifestyle if you have optimal levels. So that's the thing yeah. there as well. Is that exactly. it's, it's hard on both fronts because one, if you're really depleted, you're not going to have the wherewithal to want to turn things around. So you have to have a certain level of mental toughness to just push through to to suffer through it. But once you start turning things around, you're going to want to keep turning things around and not let them revert back to where they were. It's no different well, than anyone I, that gets addicted to any type of drug or whatever, or alcohol, or whatever. So that for that moment, you think like, oh, this right. is working. Now, I don't have to think about my problems. But then when that high wears off, you're like, oh, crap, I'm still in this crappy job, in this crappy relationship. Life still sucks. And I don't know what to do except <gasps> I'm going to get high again. And you, you can yeah, see the yeah. process. And that's what ends up happening with these guys with TRT and everything. It's just like, I'm just going to keep getting these injections. But you still need to make some adjustments outside of the injections, dude. You need to inject some other stuff in your life besides just those injections. You know, so yeah. you need to make some changes. And and not, worry, not sit there and think like, well, why is it once I, I've been getting these injections or I've been taking all this stuff, but why is it nothing's changing? Because... Come on, you you have to be proactive yourself and not look at the external thing to change those internal things. So that's and and you're ignoring those internal things in the first place. You don't want to deal with those things. That's why most people don't want to be alone. They don't want to be alone with their thoughts and have to deal yeah. with those things because they don't they're like. Oh, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. Why am I Why am I bringing this up? Why am I dealing with the, the time I got pushed down on the playground in second grade and all of a sudden it's coming back to me when the guy called me a fat ass and blah 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 blah. Ah. F that guy. He's fat now. Ha ha ha. And, you know, all these different things. Like, I yeah. think you're missing the point. You you need to deal with that. Like, why did it? Why is that still bothering you to this day? Right. You know, and right. deal with that. And deal with it. Now, no one's saying you know, like you know, Mike's kind of brought that up. It's like people going to therapy. Also, is is the flip side of that. And they want to keep bringing this stuff up over and over and over again. And then they they feel like they're being empowered by being a victim. That's another thing, yeah. you know, by bringing up over and over and over and like, and this is why so they're I am getting what, attention. This, this is who I yeah. am. This is just who I am. And, yeah. and this is why. And you know what? I get it because I've been there and blah, blah, blah. OK, but you've been there. But what did you do when you were there? No, no, no. I get it. I'm still there now. I'm still dealing with it. it's just who I am now. That's not that well, doesn't it kind of goes it kind of goes back to the whole fat shaming argument. Right. So it's like going and I, and I agree that. Fat people shouldn't be picked on and fat people shouldn't be, feel bad about themselves or made to feel bad about themselves. Right. Yeah. I agree with all that. But at, this, but at the same time, it's not healthy. So don't kid yourself yeah. either. Be honest. I'm not you're not a bad yeah, now, person. You're doing because things. You're, overweight. you're doing things. You're not. You're not. You're yeah. Doing, yeah. You, you, you don't deserve to be treated step. in a mean spirited manner. Right. If you're yeah. making steps to be healthier, you know, no one's saying necessarily doing things to lose weight. See, that's the problem right there. It's just, right. It's, it's, exactly. It's the I'm talking about which health, not weight. Yeah, but if, if you're doing things to live a healthier lifestyle, like I see a lot of quote unquote plus models who are not just sitting there relishing in the fact that they're plus models. What they're saying is that industry needs to change and quit focusing so much on these girls being unhealthily thin. Okay, and so what ends up happening? Girls who want to be models, they want to starve themselves just so they can get in that business. But these quote unquote plus models or curvy models or whatever else, don't get it twisted. A lot of these girls who are like the big names, like the you know, um, oh god, I forgot her name. Um, Ashley um, Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing about Ashley Graham and Tabria Majors and all these other girls, they still train. They're still working out. You know, they're still exercising. 
You know, they're not just sitting around going and having a, a freaking 12 piece or a bucket of chicken every day just to prove that they're plus size models, just to say, F you skinny yeah. models who are starving yourselves, doing cocaine and smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee all day to stay skinny, you know, whatever else, or going to get all these different operations like a Kardashian. I'm going to eat chicken to show these girls, like, you don't have to do what those girls are doing. No, these girls are actually still working out. They're still living a healthy lifestyle. And you also got to play in part that a lot of times with their genetics, you know, they're not going to necessarily, you can look at them, they can still be curvy and be these quote-unquote plus-size models, but these girls have flat stomachs. <laughs> you know, it's just like because they're, yeah. still, they're well, still exercising and, and living an active lifestyle. And so that, and that's yeah, the thing they want to show these girls, like, do it because you like it and because it's responsible, but not because you have to do it to be, to, to fit the mold of what society and mainstream says you have to look like. So do it for that's yourself. Right. And that's what and it I'm, I'm all about people having confidence and all that stuff, right? But just make right. sure that you're not deluding yourself either. Like, you know, black women are the funniest because a black woman could be 100 pounds overweight. She'll put a bikini on and hit the pool, and she'll be like, yeah, I know and I look good. <laughs> you know? And, and her confidence, hold on, she'll and, say, yeah, you know. And, and, and I think, I think the confidence, her confidence is, so is great. High, you want that. You're like, you know what? I get yeah. that. <laughs> so, like, you know, you yeah, no, the, the, the confidence is great, but you're not healthy is the problem. Exactly. So don't don't worry. Like you said, don't worry about weight loss so much, but right. you're not healthy. So don't kid yourself. You can love yourself all you want. You're still going to have a heart attack. <laughs> you know? But the thing yeah, is, yeah. love yourself. I love yourself enough to know that, OK, I got to take better care, better care of myself, too. At the same time, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sit and conform to these norms that society is placing upon us and forcing on us. But at the same time. For me to be responsible, not just to myself, but to society, I'm going to do a lot. I'm going to do a better job of taking care of myself. And then, you know, let's just see what happens. Not trying to fix it like, well, I got to lose 100 pounds or I got to do this, this and this. It's just like, no, I'm just going to each day. I'm going to make an effort in this moment to do to take better care of myself in this moment. Don't worry about tomorrow and all this other stuff, because that right I mean, there. Plus also, if you can have all the confidence in the world, if, if a guy needs the jaws of life to get in between your legs. It's not going to work. Yeah. Ten year bail. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah I've been wanting to use that analogy for a long time. That that, that John's the life analogy has been waiting on the back burner for ages to come on. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for ages. That's great. <laughs> well, cool, man. Let's wrap it up, Sean. It's always great having you on, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'll enjoy it, man. Yeah. I had a. But one 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 thing on um, you just brought up that I wanted. Where was I? I've got to find this. Jaws alive? Um, or what do you? No, 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 no. Ashley Graham. No, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> I might were, talk about Ashley Graham. <laughs> yeah, I could talk about her um, too. Not on the show though. But. <laughs> oh yeah. What what what's the um what's the the out of the Declaration of Independence? The the line is the pursuit of. Pursuit of life, 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 pursuit life, of happiness. I life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I saw it on your page. Yeah, you yeah. saw that one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was an interesting take that, yeah, thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, so the pursuit of happiness. And I, I, I look back, and when that declaration was, was written, happiness meant, you know, to do the work to live healthy and abundantly, right? Right. And now right. happiness, I think, means comfortable and detached. And I'm, you know, what if, what if, the most important thing you can do for your family, your community, and your country is take freaking great care of yourself. So why is that no not job number one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 
That's you know, so true. That is your, I mean, the more you, the more you take care of yourself, the, the less you have to rely on others to take care of yeah. you. Hint, hint, our healthcare system. Everyone's yeah. always going healthcare is a right. It's like, no, you taking charge of your health is a right. Me having to yeah. pay for your illnesses that you brought on upon yourself is not a right, nor is it fair. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. I mean, self-care job number one, but not just it, it's a right and a responsibility, right? And so That's if right. you're going to be a yeah. proactive member of this community, of this, you know, you know, this country, you have a responsibility to your neighbors to go to do what you need to do to be healthy. And it's not about right. weight right. loss. It's about mm-hmm. gaining energy, strength, capacity, and living stronger, longer, more vibrantly, right? You know, and I right. think that that's, you know, you know, I, especially in working with men, I've always said, look, men don't diet because they hate the term weight loss. Men don't like to lose. They like to gain, right? They're hunters, seekers, mm-hmm. gatherers. So give a man a goal right. and don't make it a loss. Right. Well, I, I always say men should be motivated to be strong and fit. I, I don't understand yeah. why men even need motivation to be strong and fit. That's something you should inherently have a drive. Well, well, you when you start acquire. listening to... When you start listening to society and so many, so many men as boys are no longer surrounded by men, you know, who mm-hmm. are influencing them, who are mentoring them anymore. And they're being right. shamed. They're being shamed into being not strong because they everything needs to be so equal. But I'm like, OK, you're looking at the whole phrase of strength in the wrong way. If yeah. you're not a man, when you're thinking that being strong just means like, oh, you need to weaken yourself down to where I am so I don't have to pull myself up. Or, you yeah. know, it really comes down to just like, look, we need to know where we are as far as genetics, biology and whatever else. And whatever, wherever we are on that marker, and on that timeline, be the strongest whatever we're supposed to be at that time to be and be that yeah. and not worry about if this guy next to me needs to be where I am. You know, or well, look, man. yeah, self care, so, self care, exactly. It comes, and that's the problem. It needs to come. That key word there is self. So many people worrying yeah. about everybody else being like them. They're not worrying about who they are. It's like, how can people right. be like you when you don't even know who the hell you are, dude? It's like you need to figure oh, out who yeah. you are and take and that yeah. time to figure it out. What works for you, and then be the and don't tell people that's how they should be. Just be the best at who you are, and then if that inspires someone to be like, you know what, that's gonna make. I like what he's doing. I like what Sean's doing over there. This dude's out here living his life. He's enjoying nature and he's on his bike. He's talking about happiness. I like happiness. Hell, I'm going to start doing something today that makes me want to really fulfill that whole theory of the pursuit of happiness. I don't necessarily want to ride a bike in the mountains or whatever else, or hiking in Colorado, whatever else, but I want to be freaking happy too because at the end of the day, that's what most people want. They want to be, in fact, everybody really wants to be happy, happy, but the problem is most don't know. They've forgotten how to be happy or they were never taught to be happy. They They were taught to feel guilty if they were happier than the person that taught them that happiness is wrong. And I'm like, that's your yeah. business, dude. That has nothing to do with me. Nothing well, at all. Part of, what, part of what you just got into, Sincere, is our next episode, which we'll do, the pathology of feminism, you know? Yes. And, and that's oh, really please. what, I mean, yeah, we, but I mean, really, it's coming, a hell of a dialogue, right? We need to have you back right? next month for that one. Yeah, we need to get you, you know, even though we got this month scheduled, we need yeah, to well, get you back. We'll, we'll get you. No, we'll get you. We'll get you back. We'll get you back really soon for that because we only have right, one cool, more man. guest. We only have one more guest planned for this month, so we can get you back yeah. on even as soon as after that, because that's a great topic to that's a dive great right into. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Cool. we can focus cool. on that. Right right. Now, I appreciate you. So many issues Appreciate going the time, on. guys. 
It was all well, anything, anything, anything you're working on, Sean, anything you want to plug? Well, you know what I do. That's my, probably my, my central operating thing right now is I, you know, cause I deal with guys over 40, right? So what, you know, I created a little book manual. I worked with Dean Jackson on it, but it was my, I call it the owner's manual to live in your forties at full strength. Right. Right. And, you know, it's 12 essential life hacks and it's pretty, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a 45 minute long free book, ebook read. And it just, it really, I call it pointing instructions for waking the fuck up. Right. And avoiding the midlife crisis. Right. I call it the stop, drop and roll. Right. You know, you, you get to, you get to your forties and it's time to, you know, release the past, you know, embrace the present and realign a new vision for your future. That's really on purpose. Right. And that's what this right. book's about. So anybody who wants to go check out my work with that, just at manontop.com. Okay. Cool, man. We'll, that, uh, we'll include easy, that in our, in our easy, show notes for sure. Easy URL to remember, manontop.com. <laughs> manontop.com. Instead of being a man on bottom. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that applies to whether you're gay, gay, straight, doesn't or matter. Straight. Man on top, exactly. you can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, man on top. Be, be the man on top. Doesn't matter what's <laughs> below you, male, female, to be the man on top. <laughs> well, I, it's, why, it, it is it is a damn good uh, URL though, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you, I bet you I bet you get a lot of traffic for that. Maybe not for your work. Oh, I bet work. you do. <laughs> first of all, props to you for actually securing that URL in the first place cuz that's not an easy like an easy like URL yeah. to secure in the first place. You know, cuz there's so many markets that can, that really want that URL, I'm sure. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. That's, I got that's almost, Yeah, it's, it's it's almost what? It's almost as sought after as inbetweenlegs.com. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the uh, um, you know, my new, the, the don't, speaking of domains, where I'm moving all my life because I'm consolidating all my blogs and communities and coaching and everything else. Yeah, but right. speaking of domains, I'm moving it all to strength365.com. Okay. Okay. That's a that's a good do, damn domain, too. I was lucky to get that yeah, one. Exactly. That's a great one. Yeah. I'm like, damn, dude. Okay. Hey, somebody, what, did you, what did you register these domains back in 99? Like, what the hell? Like, right after Body for Life? I'm like, come on. How the hell did the, you the even problem, The on? problem is being a domain hoarder. I mean, I own a, a ton of domains. I don't use oh, them. I, I started letting man. mine go, dude. I've let so many go yeah. because I yeah, came from the early it. days of, like, internet marketing back in, like, the mid-2000s yeah. or whatever else. But, like, yeah, yeah, you exactly. have an idea, register the domain for that idea right there. But then I don't think, like... I'm never going to use this crap, man. And then there are certain websites you can use, like Flippa.com or something like that. You can sell it, but it's such a pain in the ass. You're like, you know what? I'm going to let it go. I'm going to just let yeah, it go. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm in the I'm in the simplification model too phase, where you know I still have a bunch of them, probably a couple hundred still. But man, it's just like some of them I look at and I go, what the hell was I thinking? And the other <laughs> ones I'm like, like I've got Red Pill for Men. I like RedPillForMen.com. <laughs> that one's, not, that one's pretty good. You should have registered the Matrix for Men, man. I <laughs> know oh, yeah, the, the Red Pill for Men. It's like I, but I have a ton of like you know I fullstrength.com. I mean, who the hell? I mean, how did I get fullstrength.com? I mean, what the hell? Right, exactly. That's a good one. Like so, you got to be know, in the game so, for a minute, man, to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate the time, guys. I'll I could keep going. So. I'll I'll yeah, I'll, I'll end with man on top and and all the humor that comes oh. with it and all the and we'll rock and roll. You guys keep at it, man. I'll see you on Twitter. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. We'll get you back soon. You take care. All right, man. Take care. See you guys. Bye. Take care. Take care. All right, man. 
Cool. We can go ahead and wrap it up there. You guys know what to do. Use that coupon code LLA. Go get some of the best nutrition supplements money can buy at aggressivestrength.com or mikemahler.com. And how about with you, man? And pretty much anything that you can find over at newwarriortrain.com. So I know some of you guys are looking like, hey, man, some of the posts are like behind this because now I'm focused on newwarriordefense.com. That's the thing about evolution. You evolve and you move on and you do things. But I think there's a lot of great information still at newwarriortrain.com as far as fitness, mindset, and all that. So I'm not going to sit there and destroy the website for that, <laughs> you know, because a lot of you guys are still benefiting from that website. So, yeah, you still go over there. There's still things you can still, like, you know, purchase as well and use that coupon code. So enjoy that. But um, other than that, yes, the main thing is now at this point is to go over to patreon.com, become a monthly supporter of the show, a true supporter of the show, not just our products and our businesses, but also of the show itself. So when you say that you support the show, that's how we know you really support the show, by heading over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast, become a monthly supporter, start at that $5 level, take it up a notch, and you can see all the different things that you get at each level from there and become... Well, I think I think what we're going to have to do, honestly... Sooner than later, the membership, that membership show only. <laughs> no more, no more premium episodes. That those are going to be the only episodes because only episode. we're only we're, we're only going to lose the people who are not supporting the show anyway. The people that you know, never leave because one thing we us. <laughs> Yeah, one thing we did learn during that month of just premium episodes is first of all we had a lot more interaction from folks who were premium subscribers. You know, because hey, they're paying for it. Why not? You know, you know, we we started getting our Q and A questions from them as well because they realized like, hell, I can send a Q and A question and because bitch, I give you money. <laughs> you know, whereas we've told people who like pretty much for free is like, yeah, we hear your question. It may not be addressed right off the bat. <laughs> you know, because you know our premium episode subscribers, they've already shown that they truly appreciate the information that we put out there. So of course they're going to be at the front of the line, and we're going to look out for them. So people are understanding like if you want to be at the front of the line, that you need to you need to play ball with everyone else, and that, that's the way it is. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. So and I actually think that you know we get a lot more out of it from that as well because sometimes it feels like okay we're putting all this great information out there but you know when people are getting it for free you don't necessarily get that feedback you necessarily that that you need to to actually validate what you're putting out there if that makes any sense right it's like okay no one's saying anything here you know and it's funny because the people that we get the feedback from even on the free episodes are people who also subscribers from Patreon. Yeah. So yeah. why not just go ahead and just focus on them? I'm all about the 80-20 rule by putting, you know, 80% of my effort into that 20% of the people that are really taking care of the things that you're doing and really appreciating the things that you're doing. I have well, no I mean, when, when you give people options to pay or not pay, if there's an option to get what they want without mm-hmm. paying, most people are going to take they're, it. They're going to take reminds that. Me of exactly. these, reminds me of these yoga instructors in Santa Monica. And one guy would just teach by donation. So in other words, you could come to his class and then you donate what you if feel you like feel, donating you know, after the class. Exactly. Now, a lot of people didn't donate anything or there would be a lot of people that were in their They would get in their Mercedes Benz and drive off from class after donating <laughs> two bucks. <laughs> you know? And I was well, telling the problem these guys, like, people, man, you got, you got to charge, driving charge cars exactly what you feel. Yeah, most yeah. of those people are driving cars they can't afford, so they couldn't give any more than two bucks because they got that car payment and they're probably getting well, I mean, it reminded me when I when – when I first started teaching workshops, I would let people have the option of they could pay on site if they wanted to. So you you can pre-register, right, yeah. you, you can pay on site. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit more. Not one person ever in the history of me teaching courses who said they were gonna come and pay on site actually showed up because showed up. they weren't no, committed. No. 
Yeah, they weren't committed. They're, they're, they, if you pay ahead of time and I already have your money, you may not feel like coming yeah. the night before, but you're like, fuck it, I'm going to go because I already paid. Well, it's a win-win. Now, Even if they don't show up, you still got paid. And they're just like, yeah, you know exactly. what, forget it. Whatever. And yeah. you know, then the only other hassle you'll get from that is like, you know, they'll, they'll call in like, hey, I had this come up, blah, 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 blah. You know, can I, you know, get a credit, you know, and come to the next class? You know, so one of two things can happen with that is like you can either put up like, hey, there are no refunds or blah, 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 you know, after this certain date or just like, OK, whatever. You know, especially if you're not living, you know, from registration to registration, that shouldn't bother you, actually. You yeah. know, so just well, kinda, I'll, I'll no. tell you what I did. There's, there's another option that works extremely well. Don't fucking teach courses anymore. And that's the option <laughs> I took. You know? So I don't have to worry about that bullshit anymore. I don't have to worry Man, about fucking crazy. flying out to London and five people the night before decide they don't want to show fuck up you. and they want their money back. I was like, fuck you. I just got on a fucking 10-hour flight to come out here and teach you people. Yeah, so and you're going to tell me the night before that you're not showing up and you want your money back? I don't think so. I tell you what, how about you pay for my flight and then I'll give you your money back? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's the beauty of doing what I'm doing now, because pretty much anything I teach classroom wise is right here on site where I am now in the apartments that I live in. We have a community room right, right there. So if you don't show up, no big deal. But you're not getting your money back. No, <laughs> you're not getting your money back. <laughs> that's it. It's like I know how much the room can hold. So let's just say if the next class is already at capacity, you're going to have to wait till the next date where there's actually a seat available. But I already got your money. You're in the oh, if, I, if I ever if I ever teach a course again overseas, it's going to be all sales final. In other words, I don't care if you tell me 30 days before the course, you're not getting your money back. It's going to be right there in big I letters. Doing that, but you know what? All it's sales just, final. It's going to be like I a concert. Look, look, if I if I buy tickets for a concert that's in November tomorrow, and then I realize, oh shit, I can't make it. Too bad. I don't get my yeah, money the back. The only way. The only way you're going to get like, you know, a refund or whatever is like if that artist is like sick, they pull an Adele because she's always sick. Right. You know, it's like her, out, vocal yeah. cords are, her vocal cords are always scratched up, you know, for the most part. Yeah. So, you know, you'll get bumped to another date, but you're not getting a refund. You can those tickets will be honored there, you know, for that next right. day or whatever. It'll get rescheduled. And that's one of the things I actually fitness wise in the fitness world. I started doing it right toward the last year of, you know, my life in fitness. I started doing that. It's just like, you know, that's it. Because no other business does that. You know, it, it's right. really up to them if they decide they want. It's not it's not mandatory. It's not a part of the curriculum or whatever else. It's if they decided to do that and don't expect it. It should be a surprise. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and refund you your money back. Oh, for real? <laughs> it needs to be a surprise to people, not an expectation. Right. That's right. the thing that's about right. it. Because, that's exactly you know, right. And, and that's how I feel about it. And even now, I have people like, hey, so, you know, can I just – um. So when's your next, you know, um, concealed carry class? Always oh, on this day. Okay, I'm gonna sign up that day. I said, yeah, it doesn't guarantee you're gonna get a seat. That's a big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To my, and also, my thing is that you have to register through my website. And if you know, and the thing about that, that also gives me control because if the class is on the 15th, I'm taking that sign up link off on the 13th. So then you have people coming up on the 15th or after they're like, man, I tried to go sign up and it wasn't up there. Yeah, it was already full. It was already done. Somebody, if you were really serious when you talked to me that day, you would have just like, you know, A, you would have signed up right then because you have a smartphone. You can do it right then. Or you just would have given me your money right then. So, right. you know, that's the thing about it. And, well, I had this, that, and the other. Okay. Well, whenever this, that, and the other is not happening in your life, sign up for the next class. It's just that simple. <laughs> you know, and that's the beauty of, like, as an entrepreneur, as someone that, that pretty much runs your own business, that's how you run your own business and not let, let your business run you. That's the thing about that. 
So, because otherwise, I mean, plus, I, I want people that are actually, actually I want people that actually want to support me. I mean, I've I've actually exactly. bought tickets for concerts before, and then I, the night I before, maybe maybe like I got sick. No, I've yeah. I bought tickets before for shows where something does come up. I I wouldn't even take the refund yeah, option I if bother. I could because I want to I want to support that band. So to me, sometimes yeah, I buy yeah, tickets for shows I'm not even. Sometimes I buy tickets for shows I'm not even going to just because I want to help Look, that dude, band out. The more ticket sales even, they get, the better. I even do that with movies. It's like there are some movies that I'll just buy the tickets to because I want that movie to succeed. You know, like yeah, The Birth exactly. of a Nation or something like that because I feel like that movie is important. I may not even go to that showing of that movie or whatever. I might go see it once, but I might buy tickets for like two other showings because I want that ticket to, to succeed because that movie needs to be shown People need to see that movie, and that that artist needs to be in a position where they can create more movies like that. You know, I'm right. going to tell you right now, when the Black Panther movie comes out, here's one, this one thing I'm already looking at doing. I'm actually looking at, because I feel like that is something that a lot of young black males need to see. They need to see that positive influence. They need to see that they can actually be successful without being an athlete or an entertainer. They need to see that... You know, here's a here's a character, a comic book character, because that resonates with a lot of kids. Here's a comic book character that was brilliant in the in science and mathematics and knowing how to control the resources and their finances. You know, in my community, that's a that's a need for that. There's a need for that. So I'm working with an organization, whatever, and, you know, and where they have mentors and, you know, you mentor these young black youth or whatever. And I, this, this benefits everybody, not just the black community, but all communities, because instead you're sitting there like, oh, these thugs and blah, 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 blah. It's like now they're actually being these people who are upright members of society who are contributing. I feel like we're all going to win. So what I'm looking at doing is like renting out a movie theater when that movie comes out just for these young black males to go and watch that and watch that and see this character, a positive image in the movies, because a lot of times when it comes to black males and as far as movies, it's usually a negative image. They're usually the thug, the gangbanger, the blah, 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 the criminal, yada, yada, right. yada, especially even in superhero movies. If you look at Suicide Squad, people are like, well, Will Smith, I'm like, Deathstroke was a criminal. He was a criminal. Yes, he was a single black father. Yes, he wanted to make sure that his daughter had a secure future, but he did it by doing criminal acts. That is no different than reality for most black males. I want to change that narrative. Now, here's Black Panther, who comes from, like, he gets passed down on his royalty, and he knows that the resources they have available, and he knows that he can contribute to that, and they're far ahead as far as science and technology and all that. I want these kids to see that we can get ahead in science and technology, we don't have to just be these entertainers. We don't have to be rappers. We don't have to be sports stars. We can do so much more in the areas of life that really, truly matter. All those things as far as yeah. entertainment and sports is a distraction from other things for people. But I want you to be able to contribute to society because you're intelligent. And I want you to see here's a superhero that can do that. And honestly, out of everybody in the Marvel Universe, this is the one character that pretty much he can take out anybody that he wants, but he chooses not to. I want you to also see that as well. So I feel like I'm doing a great service to the community by promoting something like this. So I'm going to do everything in my part, whether I do it by myself or get people to chip in with me or whatever else, to rent out a theater and take in these, these black youth, especially male youth, who are from these underserved communities to go and watch this movie so they can change their mindset and change their way of thinking and realizing that they're not 
going to just be confined to their environment and realize, like, you know what? You are worthy. There's so much that you can contribute to society, you know, and that's how you do those different things like that. So that's that's pretty much where I am, man, with that as, as far as that. So I don't even know how I even got here, <laughs> you know, whatever else. But, yeah, man, again, not necessarily wanting somebody else to do it and complaining about people who are not doing it. All I can do, man, is be I can lead by example. I can lead by example. I want to show them the way. And also, well, I mean, hey, this, man, this, this band, this band power trip. And look at me. I'm an entrepreneur. Look at this, man. Like, this is the things I've done. I'm not an athlete as far as those are getting paid or whatever. I'm not LeBron James or anything like that. I'm an athlete as far as me taking care of myself. If Most people looking would think, like, okay, this dude's an athlete. He's competing in kettlebell sport. He's got CMS. He's done all these different things. If you even know what that stuff even means, you know, but whatever else. But my thing is, like, I'm not doing it for a medal. I'm not doing it for a ring. I'm not doing it for a title or anything like that. I'm doing it for myself. And by me doing it for myself helps others. So I can be selfish and be selfless at the same time. And I want to show them you don't have to be one or the other, but if by being one can actually contribute to the other. And that's the thing about that. So I got to, I got to be the change of, that I want to see. That's the thing about it. Instead of bitching about it on Twitter and telling them, oh, this is what we need, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, cause the first thing someone says, well, what are you doing? It's going to feel great when someone asks me that question. I'm like, well, I'm glad you asked. Here's what I'm doing. You know, or there's some people I don't even care if you ask. I'm like, who the fuck are you to be questioning me and what I'm doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, but well, that's the thing if it's a young about you, me is nobody, nobody ever asked me that question. If I put up something about exactly. Project Chelsea, people, 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 people know, I'm, people, people know, yeah, people know I'm donating. People know that for I've never had anyone go, well, are you donating? It's like, fuck yeah, I'm donating. I've already donated. Yeah, people know, people that's know why, that's why I'm on here trying to get you to fucking donate. <laughs> exactly. People that know us know what we're doing. You know, and if anybody is not lazy, they'll go if even they if they just met us or just saw us online for the first time, they can look and see like, oh, I can look at this dude's timeline. I can tell, I can see what he's about. I see what Sincere's about. I see what Mike's about. Okay, so hopefully that'll inspire, inspire, not motivate, inspire them. Like, you know what? Before I even try to come at this dude or these dudes, I I gotta make sure my shit is together. You know, and that's the thing about it. So I'm not going to sit there and just well, be the person. Also, like social also media I, always say, I always say, please join me in donating. So that way they know exactly. I'm, I'm, not asking you to, I'm not asking you to donate and I haven't. I'm saying, hey, look, please join me in donating. I don't yeah. have to tell you the amount. If you want to know, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to be all self-congratulatory and put it out there. But they know I donated. Whether I donated five bucks or a thousand bucks is immaterial. Right. The fact is I donated. And you go donate whatever you can donate. You don't have to match me. You don't have to exceed. It's not a competition. Right. You don't have to beat me out. If if everyone donated five bucks to Project Child Save, they could save every kid in sex trafficking in the world. plus million people in this country if they just donated one dollar to Project Child Save. Yeah. Okay. Better yet, yeah. we were well, well over. We're at one million plus downloads of this show. So one dollar per download goes a long way to tie. Yeah. And Project Child Save people. So think about it on that scale. That's how I look at it. Don't think that, you know, I can't give enough. I don't have enough right now to help. You do. You do. Even if you just share the link. If you just share a link. Even if you just share an episode where we even talk about it, you've done a lot more than most people have ever done. Don't shortchange yeah, and, and then if And then if you don't want to do anything, just go register manpussy.com. I'm sure it's available. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate that phrase, man. That that's, like that's, your, that's, that's the ever. other. That's the other option. You can go. It. 
Hey, it's like, my, hey, you know, there may, there may there may be a market opportunity here. You can go you can go register that domain and go meet other people. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that's talking about well, my gay friends or I have a gay friend, whatever. Even my friends that are gay hate that phrase, man. It's like God is the worst phrase ever. It's like God. Well, I mean, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to the no. gay community anyway because they don't no. want pussy. You know, that's why we're there with no. Guys. So that's so why wrong. would they refer to a guy's backside? You know? I've never heard a lesbian say like my man my my woman dick. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, it's like if you are really if you're one of them, if she gay, takes, you if gotta she question any dude takes. that says like, Oh, I got a man pussy, he's like, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not into that dude. Why are you bringing that up? I don't even like this. If she takes, if she any, takes too any much Any friend I've had gets disgusted by the, even just a, the, the, just even hearing the P word, disgust them because they're not into that. So why are you bringing that up? It's like you are, about, just say you're bisexual, dude. You're not 100% gay. If you're still actually bringing that word up, you're still attached to it. You still think about it. And no man wants, no gay man wants that. It's like, that's not enticing. <laughs> it's like I'm rich broke. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to hear about rich broke. What the hell does that even mean to me? Well, I mean, if uh, <laughs> I mean, also, I mean, if you're a woman and you take a lot of TRT, you can go register chickdick.com. <laughs> you know, that may be applicable to you. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, this episode went totally south. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is the yeah, no, no, no one, no one is still listening. We could talk about whatever we want. At this time. People have checked out. People, people, exactly. most of the people checked out when Sean got off, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Only our diehard fans, you know, are listening now, and they expect this from us. They, they're not surprised to hear this. Yeah, this is the after show where we just ramble about exactly. anything that comes by. <laughs> exactly. It's like All right. We can go ahead and wrap overtime, it up. Overtime, like Bill you know. Without yeah, the exactly. N-word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, there you have it. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Take care, everyone.